Hi, I'm 3XL and I want you to know that Jim and Eric here at Weird Science DC Comics Podcast are going to spoil the hell out of this week's comics, but we'll also probably talk so much nonsense that your head will spin. Please give the guys a break. They are not very smart. It's actually pretty sad, but at least we can all laugh at them. Not with them. At them. Just don't point and as always, enjoy. Episode 17 of Weird Out Loud, the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. I'm Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. Or, uh, we choose to go into Convergence now and do the other things. The other things? The other things. That, that is a pretty bad JFK. Damn person. right it's a bad JFK. That's, you just, that's what you had for Convergence, a JFK. Like, yeah. I ah, thought for some reason I was thinking about it, I, and I thought of that speech. I'm like, I'm going to try to this out, you know? I thought maybe you'd go with maybe like a Hitler for the Plastic Man, something like that. Uh, you do a Hitler impersonation? No. <laughs> I don't think many do. Huh, that's a Not good, in public, at least. That, that's a good start. I know that you've probably shaven a couple times and left the, the Hitler stash, though. Actually, I haven't. All my friends at one point were going to do this because we had a, like a beard month or whatever. We're just growing our beards out, mm-hmm. and then we're shaved. We're going to like do it and send pictures. I never done. Like I can't do it. Nope. There's been times when I I have done it, and then I just walk downstairs and pretend <laughs> nothing's going on. Go hey, step downstairs, hey, pretend nothing's going you on. You always know when I've done something like that because I'll like really engage people, like, "Hey, what's going on, Rafe?" And what's going, <laughs> you know? And they look and start. Then it becomes like a, a mass hysteria in my house of people screaming and yelling. And, Dad, you never talked to yeah, us. <laughs> Dad, you're a Nazi. <sighs> so, how was your week? Yeah. <sighs> It was a normal week except for today. New, oh, it's new comic book. Oh, free, I said this last year. New sure, comic here book. Here we day. go. Free comic book day. Free comic Jesus book Christ. day. Yes. Um, I'm going to get a little uh, more into it later, but I'm making the call now. Next year, we we have to find somewhere better. Oh God, this place sucks. I hate it. I hate it. I, I have stories of uh, woe and hate. In fact, <laughs> I got back from from my. Uh, excursion i went with two of my kids my two youngest sons and uh unfortunately my third youngest we were supposed to take and he was sleeping and i kind of forgot to wake him up <laughs> he's now he's looking at me mad but i did get him a comic but uh when we went it just i uh, i just i don't like the place i don't like the guy i went in incognito because i legitimately have a pull list there that's that well first off i had futures then and i think i stopped picking them up at six so yeah. right there is 40 issues or so and grayson uh well then they Miles started Morales. adding okay, then they started adding shit to your pull yep. list without t- asking you rocket raccoon and uh what was it uh, guardians of the galaxy the guy just hey you'd like that 
Hey, you like Grayson. You yeah, love Guardians of the Galaxy. What? You like, you, you like Grayson? Oh, you'll love Rocket Raccoon. And it was right when it was coming out. And I'm, no, no. And he's like, no, I'll put it. And if you don't want it, you can just tell us. And I never went back. We got, I told you, we got like six issues and then I was done. I think we got two, whatever it goes out to, maybe one or two Graysons. And I remember every time I would go in, the guy would just badmouth anything I got. So I'd go in and, hey, um, yeah, I got my Polish, Jim Warner. And he'd, oh, ugh, future's end. Oh, my God. Everybody says this sucks. And then he'd hand me up, Grayson, hmm, what are you, one of those guys? Yeah. Well, that's a way to sell fucking comics, <laughs> yeah. you dickbag. No, he was a jerk. You know him, the big fat guy. Yeah, I hate that big fat guy. But uh, how was your week other than that? Because I, I will certainly get into it because I have a good story. Oh, let's get into it then because this morning I couldn't go to Free Comic Book Day because now that my, my dad's been dead for a while now. Yes. Yes, yes, he's like, dead. Like Batman. <laughs> Like Batman, <laughs> just like Batman. Yes. No, um. So now my mother and my stepfather seem to be getting a divorce. Hmm. So today I had to spend free comic book day moving my mother into her new trailer, which nice. I don't want to sound like an elitist or anything. I just never pictured my mother in a trailer. Yes, yes. Uh, There's probably a lot of people in trailers listening right now. And probably, I could. I'm saying I don't want now offended them. Uh, if they weren't offended by my Hitler mustache talk already, <laughs> I, we we should actually at the beginning three XL should just say, "Listen, everybody's going to be offended. Just stop now." But, but my mother's trying to sell me on this place because the past few weeks I've been going over, I've been painting the insides and shit like that. Today was moving day. I wanted to get it out, and I was worried all weeks. Uh, apparently, my stepfather is all pissed off that I haven't come to confront him about him kicking my mother out. He wants you to confront him. I'm like, why would I want to do that? He's a he's an asshole, and he wants a confrontation. You know what sucks, Jim? Getting punched in the face. Is that Especially, what happened today? <laughs> no, no. I'm so glad because I thought you know he's going to start his shit. He's going to become an asshole. He could even be drinking for all I know, and want to confront me about this. I'm a pacifist. Mm-hmm. I don't like getting hit. I don't like hurting anybody else. I don't want to do this. Luckily, he was working today, so it was no problem. Did you say you're a pussy? Yeah, I said I was a pussy. That's what I thought. Um. <laughs> But my mother, the past few weeks, she's been trying to sell me on this trailer park, which when I was a firefighter, we used to first respond there all the time for heroin overdoses. At this same trailer park? Yeah. Hmm. And she's trying to sell me on this place and tell me how, oh, next door there's great people. So this old lady and her 40-year-old autistic son who can name any song, the year it was made, what album, who does this? I'm like, so the grand thing of this whole trailer park is a rain man of music. Yes, I'd like to get him on the podcast. We could just yell out. Uh, he'll just sit on the side, and then we'll just yell out like, um, I don't know, uh, yesterday's hero. He'll go Bay City Rollers '76. Boosh. <laughs> See, my mom was a big Bay City Rollers fan. And today, though, we get out of the truck. Though we're gonna start moving, and she's talking to my buddy Knuckles' wife, and I just over here. Oh yeah, I've clocked like three like uh, sex offenders in the neighborhood. I'm like, this, wh- what the fuck are you doing, Ma? She is worse at small talk than you are. Yeah, I'm pretty bad. Which that'll lead in my story a little later. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, the whole thing though—that's what I spent my day doing. And the whole past few weeks, I've been fucking pissed off about it. But I couldn't do free comic book day, so I sent my girlfriend up mm-hmm. to go do this with a list. And I told her last night, not even thinking about it. Oh yeah, I want that DC Divergent. No, oh, jeez. Luckily, she understood right away. Because yeah. I, th- I realized in the shower this morning, I had told her the wrong thing, and I'm like, I'm going to tell her to correct myself. Never you, did you it. Forgot. But she, she figured it out. So today, I got my di- uh, Divergence comic, and I yeah. got a trade of 
Batman Nightfall, which I've been wanting for a while, especially after reading that terrible fucking Shadow, Shadow of the Bat last is, week. Is that a full trade, or is that like a part one, it's volume part one? one or, yeah, okay. it's part yeah. one. Yeah, we went through all the trades. We were looking at a bunch of stuff, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of volumes and stuff. I was looking at uh, Batman No Man's Land, Nice, actually, is what I was looking at, but there's a bunch of volumes of that, and I'm cheap. So, like I said, I go to new comic book, or new, I said it. They now. were doing it now, Free yeah. comic book day, because it's free. It's like any, any free thing, I'm there. But yeah, we went in there, and uh, it was set up okay. There was no way she could um, misinterpret any of the other comics as the divergent, you know. So luckily, yeah. you were close enough. But like I said, I'll... I'll the talk of my story of New Comic Book Day will come. There you go, New Comic Book Day again. At, uh, I keep saying it, see? And every time, there's times on Wednesday, we'll go, yeah, it's free comic book. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. Somehow it's popped up. And, I don't I see that. I went on um, on Twitter. I'm looking, and there's, you know, the hashtag new, uh, free comic book day was a big thing trending today. And I look, and I see all this extravagance. And this one place has a big cake. And there's Scott, <laughs> Scott Snyder's at this one place with all these people cheering. I go, and there's like four freaking old fat guys and me and my kids and this jerk off owner who's just miserable but again we'll get we'll get to that in a minute <laughs> i keep uh, going towards it speaking of which um i've come to the realization this week that scott snyder does not like us and I, not at all I, I sent that to you i i don't know what happened <laughs> did again, we have a chance where he did like us i don't know i don't remember if he ever talked to us at all or if he tweeted us or retweeted any of our things but whenever i do a batman I tweeted to him and never get a response from him or Greg Capullo. And I just, I don't know why, but I, on a whim, I just went to his page and I'm looking, I'm telling you, I think the person down the street who may have just, I, they don't even have the comic. They talk to themselves somehow. He's retweeted that. He's retweeted everybody who touched that comic. And yet I give him a 10 out of 10, nothing. You don't I, like our jerk-off faces. I don't know. I, I know um, sometimes in reviews I kind of say that I get weary of him trying to be a little smarter than, you know, the, the average guy. Oh, okay. So you try and to piss so, him off. No, I get so maybe that's, maybe that's what the whole thing is. I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't like us. Maybe he doesn't recognize the name as being anything. But it's just everybody. I look. I'm telling you, he retweeted everybody but <laughs> us. So that, that's my Scott Snyder rant. So that, he goes on the list of people who hate us. It's not verified, but I'm pretty sure. Somebody well, get on that. Find out if it's verified yeah, or yeah, not. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems very weird. And um, speaking of hate, we can just go into that a little. Uh, how's that? Um, how's that Odin doing in that multiverse? Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> on the site, uh, yeah. I put this behind me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it when we get the multiversity of that guy. But then I put my review <laughs> up for Injustice. And out of nowhere, I'm getting hounded by this person about injustice that they don't, they didn't <laughs> like the issue. I liked it. I forget. Did I give it an 8.5? I don't recall. I think I right did. Ahead. I gave it an 8.5. I didn't give the thing a 10. And next thing I know, yeah, 8.5. Next thing I, I am being hounded by this person on Twitter about, I mean, just message after message, tweet after tweet about, but what about this? But what about this? And I don't know if you saw it at one point. Uh, I think it's a she. Yeah, it's a she. Said, um, but what about in the game? Cyborg. Well, the whole thing has to do with the the Teen Titans getting yeah. getting um, in the issue. Superman fights Connor. Actually, Connor starts the fight with Superman. He pretty much accidentally um, 
wounds him mortally and in a way to save him, Superman agrees to send him into the Phantom Zone as long as the rest of the Teen Titans go with Agrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, he, Superman basically gets rid of the Teen Titans by sending him into the Phantom, uh, the, uh, the Phantom Zone. And I, I like the story for what it was. It was a, it was a call back to year one, kind of gets you ready for year four to start. And this person is nitpicking. I know that things are, you know, people like to have things go, well, you're a big um, continuity jerk. jerk. And uh, not that this person was being a jerk. They're very passionate about uh, injustice. I don't know where they've been the whole time this this book's out because I I try to drum up interest in the book. It seems to have died. But I think this person didn't like Brian Bucciolato. But what happens is they're going on and on. At one point, why would Cyborg in the game say that most of the Titans got killed in the Metropolis blast? So I wrote... Yeah, Jim, why? Well, I I wrote to her, well, maybe... Maybe he can't count, or I said maybe he can't count, or he's being overly dramatic. And the person did not get that I was joking, and like there is no way he is a smart person. And I'm like, oh no. So uh, the whole moral of the story is I pretty much blocked uh, one of my first people I've ever blocked on uh, Twitter because I couldn't take it. It was every moral and... of the story is don't get into arguments with people that push uh, evolution as fucking yeah, well, being fake. That, that's true. I went to I went to the person's. Um, Twitter page, and they are very big on uh, going on and on about how evolution is a myth, and you know, <laughs> and that's fine. They can believe all they want, just like the female orgasm. Yes, but uh, yeah, really. Uh, <laughs> it just again, it was just awful. And if anybody saw it, which probably nobody did, um, it no. just what what got me was it wasn't the argument, and it was uh, it started off okay, but what happened is then, did you see it? Because what happened this this person kept retweeting the same exact comments like seven times i got i just know my phone was blowing up yeah, last and night it was the same exact thing so she, she would say six things in a row like six full freaking tweets because the, this rant couldn't fit in the regular uh character length <laughs> and then i'd go okay and i'd write something or actually i'm like i'm done with this and then about 20 minutes later the exact same seven tweets again and I was like, I've had enough. So if if this person happens to listen to the podcast, which I'm sure they don't, uh, <laughs> I apologize for blocking you, but just leave me alone. Uh, but you know what our next section is? We're going to get to the first major part of this podcast, Eric. And this podcast is going to zip through. We're going to be done in 20 minutes. Holy shit. Whole podcast. We're not we, going to talk about books? <laughs> nope. We're not going to talk about books or anything. But the first bit here is listener mail. All right, listener mail. I know you love listener mail. Yes, I do. And we're going to start with John. Our man John. Yeah, if anybody's a uh, longtime listener, first-time caller, uh, (laughs) they can enjoy John because John's back, baby. And he says, sorry, I was dealing with real-life problems and couldn't write. From now on, just assume you guys suck, and then we can get on with things. Real life problems. I love the real life That's problems. That's lame. I wish that he put real life problems in quotes. Quotes, yeah. The problem is, is like like things that happen too. I want to know what these real life problems are. You're a very inquisitive sort. But every you know what happens every time I ask stuff like this or kind of the I I end up getting people mad because I just realized you know who we didn't really hear much of from this week. Who's that, babe? Chisanga. 
Oh, yeah. I don't think Chisong even commented once on the site, as, as far as I know. I'd have to go back Maybe and Chisong's look. Maybe Chisong's had some real-life problems now, going remember, on. Remember Chisong asked if it was the Superman? Was that an Action Comics preview? Or one of those, uh, one of the Superman asked if Super, if this is this a Superman that can do anything? And then I, you told me, just say, um, that's every All Superman. Superman, yeah. And I was just joking, and maybe I offended him. I hope not. I hope he's listening and, and realized I was just joking. Baby, come back. Yeah, but John, he's got real life problems. What do you think John's real life problems are? I don't know. Well, apparently, John Hader saying he's living in the basement, so maybe he's getting kicked out of the basement. It's funny. Every time I hear of real-life problems there, when I look at this and when I got it the first time, I, I always think of the basement. Like, maybe there was a flood. <laughs> the the sump pump stopped working. <laughs> the, he wasn't checking on the sump pump. Or somehow, like, I imagine he sleeps right next to a washer and dryer, and uh, something happened with the washer and dryer, and the... Um, the Is it the classic the, where they added too much soap? No, no, I, I did that once. <laughs> when the I, Mr. Mom scenario? My, yeah, the first, when I first moved out of my uh, parents' house and lived with my buddy Rick and Herb, I did that. And actually, you know what I did? I, I'm, I'm lying. I did it in the dishwasher. But whoa, the, whoa, you put your clothes in the dishwasher? Happened. No, no, I'm saying <laughs> I, I ended up with the soap coming out of the dishwasher because I put, uh, I didn't put dishwasher detergent in or dishwashing stuff. I put in um, just regular A bar of soap. soap. No, no. <laughs> But then I read, uh, or actually, I I kind of threw in some um, some oil, some cooking oil. That I don't. <laughs> it was a big disaster. Oh yeah, yeah. No wonder yeah, they hated you. See, this is real life problems. Yeah, that's why I got. <laughs> that's why I got kicked out. <laughs> and uh, hey, the next one is from Batman with a box. And I don't know. I'm gonna have to give a little background. If you didn't listen to last week, uh, like you did, Eric. Yes. Certain guy by the name of Ryan Clark, and I'm sure he's listening now. He's like, "What the hell are they talking about me this early?" Uh, <laughs> Ryan has had a running thing where he really doesn't like a three-hour podcast. And in fact, I bet you right now he's laughing and saying, "Well, guys, if it was three hours, it would be better than the three hours and twenty-five minutes you guys usually spit out." But at the end Damn. of his at the end of his other side uh, segment where he reviews a book that's outside the DC realm. He kind of went on a little bit of a rant about how people should tell us that uh, we should cut things down and, and that we would appreciate it as well <laughs> if he did. And it's funny. I listened to it. I, I was, hey, Eric, you got to listen to this. And I kind of played it. And you're like, ah, it didn't sound that bad. And somehow I got all all upset. I got my panties twisted in a knot. Sure did. And um, then I listened to it later. I wasn't that bad. But it's funny because I said, I wonder if anybody's going to write and say anything about this because he kind of he went on like a one minute you know rant about how it goes too long and we got he doesn't he has better things to do all week than listen to us <laughs> so batman in a box is batman with a box has come to our defense and said listen to your podcast last podcast and loved it always supporting you fellas you guys just discuss constructive criticism and i would like to give you some feedback i don't have a problem with the link like other people do <laughs> Other people. But if you want it shorter, cut out the other segments. I mean, daycare man complained about your length. Just cut him. I never listened listen to a segment anyway, except for the last part when I was skipping it. Ooh. I'm normally just in for the Jim and Eric show. P.S. Jim, stop twerking. Hashtag nasty. And again, I think Ryan's great. And uh, I'm not mad at him. And in fact, he, he had a really nice email uh, this week. And 
I know what he he's actually trying to help us out and <laughs> making a joke about it as well. So yes, you will hear the other side segment again this week. Uh, but we are going to make uh, a couple adjustments tonight that if you're a long-time listener, you might notice. But we're going to make some adjustments to cut the length. And what I'm going to do is basically not let Eric talk anymore. That cuts it. Boom. I thought that was a normal podcast. Uh, actually, I was going to say, actually, you cut my jibber-jabber out, and then maybe we'd get better. But, uh, yeah, and the, the other thing is I said to you, I got, we got this email pretty uh, quick or early in the week. I said, I don't remember talking about twerking, <laughs> which I don't think I've ever really said that twerking out loud. To no, me, you just I, do it. To me, I've never said that. And then I listened to the podcast. I'm like, holy crap, I did say I was twerking. <laughs> yeah, that's nasty. I agree with them. Hashtag nasty. All right. The next email is from, how do I like to say his name? D-Ron. D-Ron. It's from Darren. This made me laugh because I knew immediately what your answer would be. Darren says, Jim and Eric, this year marks the 75th anniversary of Green Lantern. Is there even a remote chance that there will be a spotlight segment or episode devoted to the Green Lantern franchise in the year, oh, in the near future? Eric, what did you tell me? Absolutely not. <laughs> he said no. Actually, when I read that now, the first time I read it, I didn't even see or, or register the spotlight segment. Maybe we will. I say it right now. You know what, Darren? We're going to do it. As long as I'm allowed to call him D-Ron from now on, <laughs> we will do a spotlight segment on the Green Lantern franchise with um, multiple guest, uh, guest people in, maybe some writers. Actually, I, there's well, going to be What are you nobody. trying to pull here? God what, damn. What I was going to pull is I would make up, like you would say, and here we are with Robert Van Didia. Hello, guys. Robert Van Duty here. Don't do that. He's a friend of the site. <laughs> and then there's Van Jensen, and this is my. He's Van... also a friend here, of the site. Here's my Van Jensen voice. Hello, guys. <laughs> what are you doing here? And then we'll have Jeff Johns on. His voice in my mind goes like this. Hello, guys. Oh, What's Christ. going on? No, we we probably won't have guests, but I, I think we could talk about it. You're more of the Green Lantern. I fan. love Green Lantern. Yep, he's your favorite. He's your favorite guy. I remember um, when we first started talking about comics at work, and you were kind of spitting out crap at me. Which I, <laughs> I always like to say that it was like in Forrest Gump when Forrest and oh, uh, Bubba Christ. were there, and it would just keep showing different times where Forrest is saying nothing, and Bubba just keeps talking about different types of shrimp, different <laughs> things you can make with shrimp. And I'm telling you, if anybody walked by and then walked by again and again, it was you were telling me Green Lantern. And again... I didn't know, and if there was one, two, eight, you know, I had no idea. You were telling me that. It all was sparked by what? What's, no idea. What's, you don't remember what sparked any of that conversation? Not at all. It was when Alan Scott was... Uh, oh, yeah. When That's Earth, when they were first announced uh, yeah, Earth 2. Earth 2. When Earth 2 was announced, and it came out that the Green Lantern was gay. And your mom gave you crap. And then we go into work, and everybody at work know, knew that you were a... Um, uh, comic book fan so yeah. everybody's like hey what about that gay green lantern it's like and whoa then, guys and then you you're like trying to tell everybody the green lantern lore and everybody just shook their head and walked away but me and then you know what i get stuck with then A you podcast. you and this goddamn <laughs> podcast is what came about i could have just walked away shook my head like everyone else well they're all jerks and you know that they are you gonna I be another agree. jerk yes i do uh if it got you away from me i i go to the ends of the earth you love me you love my smell yeah, my musk right. 
Yeah, right. Let's all go to your apartment your together. You're musk, huh? Yeah. We'll, we'll get that. We'll bottle that, and we'll make a freaking. We'll get a handshake and a glass of water, as they say. <laughs> Nobody says that. I I just did. Yeah, you. Um, that's it. You know how I picture. Um, Brett You're Booth. a nobody. You know how Brett Booth would say that? Hey, guys, oh, take geez. a hand and a glass of water. It's my new new uh, person. That's my Brett Booth impersonation. I next, hate it. Next email is from our man Reggie. 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 As he likes to do, mixes this up into two separate segments. And for the first time ever, it doesn't really go that bad with us, does he? Yeah. He's pretty nice. And here we go. Dear Jim, it comes as no surprise that you enjoyed week three of Convergence so much, being that it consists primarily of characters and storylines derived from the 1980s. Uh, I'll agree with them. I love the 80s. What yeah, about well, you? Yeah, that's part of the reason we started the site. This would be the last decade in which any person or agency would consider your opinions valuable. That's also correct. I'm <laughs> sure you felt the warm, familiar embrace of Reaganomics and hair metal as you flipped through the pages of last week's comics, appreciating tight perms and profuse headbands and wondering where it all went wrong. Uh, I, I, I actually, I won't talk about, I know where it all went wrong. There's a couple times in my life where I veered off, and uh, yeah, we'll leave that to another podcast or maybe a uh, psychiatrist's couch. <laughs> Let me point out that you endeavored to begin pursuing comic books in your 40s, so it's very likely that you and not grunge music or hyper-colored t-shirts are to blame for your bleak and meaningless life. I did enjoy seeing the version of Supergirl, though, who was created headbed and off for the title The Daring New Adventures of Supergirl, written by Paul Cooperberg and sometimes drawn by Carmen Infantino. I don't Infantino. know if this comic proceeded or was in response to the cult beloved Supergirl feature film, but they essentially look the same in either medium. The version written by Marv Wolfman for Convergence does skew a little younger than Kara from the 80s comic, which I pointed out. Yep. She was a college student in that comic, but he did capture a certain pissy attitude of the character that I liked. If you see these comics in the quarter bin, haggle the seller down to a dime apiece and check them out. They're pretty silly and anachronistic to that 80s style that is probably still evident <laughs> evidence in your haircut. Actually, I don't know. Could you consider what I have a haircut? First off, no, man, that's my, just a... my buddy Jay before said that my hairstyle is a hat. Yeah, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen your hair without a hat. Yeah, I think I, the first day I worked at our job, I showed up without a hat because I didn't know you could wear them. I said, whoa, that's the first thing I looked. Whoa, that guy's wearing a hat. I'm in. So I wear my, <laughs> so I wore my hat, and I have not gone. And I, your new pair of jeans. I haven't looked back. Yeah, I got new jeans. Now I just I wear shorts. I've gone now over a year with shorts only. I don't care. Winter be damned. Hey, Jim, how did we all know there were new pair of jeans? Uh, yeah, I showed up and uh, I was so nervous getting a, a new job. And when I showed up, I didn't check. And I had the uh, that crazy long size sticker that it's like, you know, the, the size there on the side. And it was on the back of my jeans. And all of a sudden it became high school all over again. When yeah. People were just making fun of you. Yeah, everybody's making fun of me. At that point, I was just trying, First to, day. just trying to fit in and be nice. And all you jerk offs. Hey, I didn't say Jeez. shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. You could have said, hey, buddy, you got that. But unfortunately, I was there to take your job. So exactly. You, you weren't being very nice. Uh, then then uh, the, your love of freaking horror movies came out, and then I was going to freaking strangle myself. Uh, <laughs> back to Reggie. You may be terrible. We can agree that the worst generation are the baby boomers. I, I, I might agree with that. I don't yeah, know. I, I think the Generation X is pretty bad. Thank goodness there are no convergence issues extolling the virtues of zebra-suited Batman and a baby Wonder Woman that can lift beluga whales. Mark Wade would never let us hear the end of it. Love, Reggie. 
All right. Yeah, I agree. All right. Now, the next part is for Eric. Dear Eric, you're an asshole. Oh, he didn't say that. That was, that was actually, your mail. Actually, that was my mail I'm writing now. Dear Eric, one of the problems with superhero comics as narrative long form is that they are, if all goes correctly, endless periodicals. If DC Comics does its job right, then your great-grandchildren will be reading Batman through their holo views while sipping liquefied vitamin supplements and having the day's school notes laser imprinted in the folds of, of their gray matter. And that's a scary thought. Not just you breeding, but that your children and your children's children would follow suit. The problem is that'll never happen. Reggie, no. Reggie can say all he wants. You're never having kids. Absolutely not. I hate children. Yes, you do. It strikes me that this is the core reason behind why DC is returning the increasingly poisoned wellspring of Frank Miller's brain to crank on another Dark Knight Returns installment. Dark Knight Returns is a rare book. In that it ends so satisfyingly while leaving lots of open plot lines and dangling threads to tantalize the reader's mind. This satisfaction was obliterated in The Dark Knight Strikes Again. As we learn that after the events of Dark Knight Returns, Bruce Wayne became a giggling douchebag and everyone keeps repeating themselves over and over. Over and (laughs) over. You know know how long it lasts, too? Forever. So now we return to this brackish pool to draw another cup of who the fuck knows what. I hope that Brian Azzarello can rein in some of the redundant copy and more ludicrous Frank Miller's notions. But more than likely, he will leave atrocious dialogue like the nonsense founded by Wonder Woman and All-Star Batman and Robin because he considers it sacrosanct as crafted by the man who wrote Holy Terror. I actually think that Brian Azzarello is going to make that book pretty kick-ass. That's I like I Brian Azzarello a lot. I don't think he likes us either. He's another no. one I think hates us, but I, I like him a lot. I think he's great. Huh. If DC must keep returning this fond of misery, then they would do better to give this treatment to another character. What might, say, Starfire be up to in 30 years? Perhaps a bit more world-weary of a planet that she never intended on adopting? Maybe she'd be bitter about having... Or never having sealed the deal with Dick Grayson. I'm just spitballing be. here. All I know is that I don't want to read another eight issues of Batman the Grinning Sadist and his cadre of people who have no fucking clue. Love, Reggie. And I agree. I am probably going to be reviewing this book, and I don't really want to. I'm telling you, I put it behind me as soon as Strikes Again came back. Yeah. Came I, out. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, you're you're definitely reviewing it. Yeah. Again, the only thing we can make Jody do it because he broke that story. Yeah. Uh, but I think you're going to review the um, the bi-monthly. Yeah, I believe so. All right. The next email is from Chris. Do you think that this convergence will get more people interested in DC Comics? <laughs> Well, no, I do not. Listen, if you want to ask the guy from Free Comic Book Day, the comic book shop, the answer definitely is no, but I also think no. Um, it, I think what it's going to do, and it's, I will point it out probably in some of the books that I do today or also one I'm not going to do was uh, The Crime Syndicate. I did review that today. And you know what it did do for me? That book makes me want to go back and, and look at some of that old stuff. DC one million, man, damn. Uh, but the problem is, I don't think that a person just perusing the stacks, as they say, uh, will just pick up a copy and become a DC fan immediately. I think that there's going to be some that will uh, kind of say, "Hey, I, I kind of like the way this is going. I want to check it out. Maybe broaden their horizons." I don't think it's going to get more people interested in DC at all. 
Honestly, if they go and do that, I think they're going to be confused as hell. There are reviewer people reviewing this book that have no idea about Convergence. They don't yep. understand the whole dome thing, and they're still reviewing the book, and they're giving it terrible reviews because they don't understand it. You know so what? if a regular person comes in out of nowhere and reads That's this, what I'm saying. they'll no never way. pick up a DC There's again. There's no way, but what, what a normal reviewer should do, and I'm saying I am a lazy fellow who's not so smart. <laughs> I'm not there. I ain't got them their book smarts. But what happens is if I go to do a book and I don't know about the characters or what's going on, you know what I do? I actually look some things up. Yeah. I try to find out. And I'm saying even beyond the um, history lesson in the back because the history lesson in the back is great, but it never features the secondary part. The, the villain, shit I need to know. You know, the stuff that is very confusing. Uh, I know who Flash is. I don't know who Tangent Superman is. So yeah. you got people in this event um, – because it's a man, I get the idea, and I, I think of Perry White sitting there and like a yelling cigar and like, you get on that convergence right now, great Caesar's ghost. <laughs> and then they have to do it. Speaking of which, I brought that up because I watched a episode of The Old Superman today. It was on, I, I what, forget the, what I was doing. George Reeves? Um, actually, I would guess. This was in color, though, and never saw Superman. What it was, it was a Perry White story where um, he has said Great Caesar's ghost so many uh-huh. times. If you say it a million times, almost like a Beetlejuice, Caesar <laughs> appears. That's awesome. And he says it. He, he has one. He's he feels all woozy, and he's like, "Oh, Great Caesar's ghost!" And he hears this voice. He's like, "One more time, Perry. What? Who is that?" And then he says, "He's like, oh, Great Caesar's ghost." And there's Caesar. He comes, and it's all. And I laughed, and then I turned it off. I only watched about ten minutes, but I thought that that was a pretty cool concept. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, back to Chris. No, Chris, I don't think anybody's going to be interested in DC Comics because of this event. I actually told you what it, what I'm getting the idea of now, and this will uh, be a throwback to the 80s as well, is this is starting to remind me a lot of New Coke, where oh, yeah. people were enjoying their books, they went away, and now when the books come back in June, it's going to be classic Coke now. Everybody's going to be so excited, and they're going to be so pumped up that they get yeah. the books that they're, it's going to be that much. And then, yes, I think in June, pe- some new people will jump on. They'll hear about a bunch of things, and um, the whole Batman thing will sink into people, and they'll want to see what's going on there, uh, though I'm still a little confused. But, Speaking um, of, do you remember what new Coke tastes like? No. There's, I don't know why. I'd like to get a hold of some new Coke, just to, like you know, because I cannot remember for the life of me how it tasted compared you, to classic. If you ask me, um, and I've talked about this before, that I could even ask my wife about it because I think we've talked about it before. And if you ask me, it, it was a little sweeter and not as carbonated. But it, that's probably the exact opposite. But that's what comes to mind. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, I remember I that was like that came after the Pepsi challenge. That was the Pepsi challenge was so big. And again, speaking of free things, I used to go to the uh, supermarket <laughs> near our house. I was a little kid. and We'd walk down there, and they'd have the Pepsi challenge. And I was such a jerk. All I they were little Dixie cups of Pepsi and Coke. And to me, it was like the greatest thing. And I'd go and I'd sip one, and I'd sip the other. And I'm like, I, I didn't really. I'm not really sure. Can I get? And they'd give me more, and I'd just start drinking soda and bouncing <laughs> off the walls. Because uh, I can't even say – I won't say that I wasn't allowed to drink soda as a kid. But for some reason, I don't think we had a lot of soda in the house. We had a lot of Kool-Aid, but not a lot of soda. So, yeah, it was great. And then the one time we went, and they were actually giving away hot dogs too. Oh, it was the, it was the best <laughs> and day And you probably ever. put ketchup on it, didn't Best you? day ever. No, I don't think You're it freak. had anything of it. I think they just gave it to you. And the problem is – 
I got the idea that if you picked Coke, they wouldn't give you a hot dog. So <laughs> I could uh, even now, if you had a Pepsi and a, and a Coke, I could probably tell the difference. It's, oh yeah, definitely. There's a difference. So I would always if there's if there's hot dogs that day, I'm going Pepsi. If there's no hot dogs, I just pissed them off and said the Coke one, and then they'd get mad. And actually, it would usually lead to no. Try again. You'd like this one better, right? I'm, what are we on film here? <laughs> you got a camera or no? I don't like it. I'm a freaking seven year old kid. Every person who is supposed to be doing this Pepsi challenge, Pepsi kidnapped their family. You sell yes, everybody really. on Pepsi like, or oh, we'll no. kill them. And if they did that to me, I'm like, I think I like that Coke. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. The last email of the week comes from D.W. Duck. Duck, wing, duck. That's what I'm guessing. When um, there's trouble, you call D.W. Duck, wing, duck. Oh, Let's get God. dangerous. Yes, thank you. I love that show. Thank you. I've never seen it. And I don't, well, I don't plan on it. Well, I have every season, I think, so you can borrow. Well, actually, if, if it's anything as horrible as that rendition of the theme song, I'm out. That theme song is amazing. Yes. D.W. Duck says, are you guys going to FCBD? And what do you plan on getting? Are you reviewing the DC book? And, of course, free comic book day. FCBD sounds like it's like some sort of uh, ultra-future-like crime-fighting organization. All right. I, I, don't, I, I don't know what you want to, from here. I wouldn't go to that either. But, yes, I went to FCBD, like we said earlier, and I did review the DC book, which is Divergence, not Divergent. <laughs> and you know what? That's going to lead in our next story about Free Comic Book Day. But before we go, I forgot to mention at the beginning, if you want to email us about anything, about how we suck, how we're terrible, how we're jerks, how I shouldn't have a Hitler mustache. How, oh, my feelings. How you like Coke over Pepsi. How I, I do should, not. How I shouldn't eat. Don't you? Do you I like, no, I I'm like, a Pepsi man. You know that. Yeah, you're a jerk. I like Coke. So you can even, you can chime in. You could be in Team Eric with his Pepsi and his trailer park mother. How dare you? <laughs> my dad's uh, dead and my mom lives in a trailer park yes, now. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com, and I will get the email, and I will not give Eric the password, so he doesn't get it. And if you say anything bad about me, I just write to the trash bin. So there. An take, asshole. Take that. That's what's called a, um, an editor. Will you give me that password? That's an editor, I tells you. But, yes, I went to Free Comic Book Day. Guess what happened at Free Comic Book Day for me? What happened, baby? Well... I heard that they were open at 8, correct? Yeah, correct. Yeah, so it's a shop near us. We've had, like you've heard earlier in the podcast, and if anybody's been listening, I talk about this guy, you know, occasionally. I don't like him. I don't no. like this comic book store. You may say I'm a jerk for going there and using them for free comic book day, but I wanted my free comics. So Fuck yeah. me and my kids show up at 8. He wasn't there. <laughs> he was not there. So everybody's waiting around. Everybody, I'm telling you, I see this, like, extravagant Freaking, it looks like there's parades going on at some of these comic book shops. There was me. Cosplay going there was, on. Yeah, yeah, there's me. Well, there was cosplay. One guy did kind of look like an Asian version of comic book guy from The Simpsons. <laughs> He's a big fella. How about Blowfly? Did Blowfly show up? Blowfly was not there. Uh, <laughs> there was a, another guy who was an older guy who he'll come into the story a little too because he was a real jerk. Uh, I, I'm telling you, there was, including me and my two kids, there was like six people there were waiting. Waiting for this guy to show, and I'm thinking it's that big bearded fat fellow that was there last year. I didn't like him either. And so all of a sudden the guy comes who we both think looked like a young George George Lucas. 
Yep. So I, I see him walking. I, I actually know he pulls in. We're like, oh, so he gets out of the car. There are people, you know, the other four people, three people, they're at the door waiting. And he just shows up, opens the door, walks in, and slams the door shut. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on? So then, Back, you animals, yeah, back. We're, we're in there, and then I'm like, uh, Brave, so can we go in? I'm like, well, just wait. It's not a big deal. The, the comics are going to be there. We, we really didn't have a lot, you know, that we had planned besides this. So then I see the lights go on. He comes up, opens the door, and then yells at everybody, listen, only three comics if, unless you buy something. Yeah. Like, all right. This is a this is a fun time. This free comic book day. So then we go in. He has the stuff, and I like the store. I like the setup. The way that it's set up, you can definitely tell if you were a um, a guy there, the owner or a cashier, or even just anybody there. You can get a really good glimpse of what books that the people like, what companies, because the D, they're very separate. So like all the new releases for for DC are. At, in one section with the trade paperbacks, all this stuff. So it's all all together. So you could definitely, if you're there, like, oh, okay, that guy likes DC, go over. You know, to me, it's so that you can kind of get a conversation with the, the owner, which uh, he's a jerk. Because I go over and there's the comics out, and I see the two that I definitely wanted, Divergence, obviously, but yeah. also Hip Hop Family Tree, <laughs> the, uh, the rap uh, comic that uh, me and Reggie have been talking about. But, yeah, I see that. I pick that up first. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And then I see Divergence. I grab it, and then he's there, and he goes, oh, great, a DC fan. I'm like, hey, what? fuck you, he's buddy. just standing there. So I'm like, oh, great. So we get it. My kids pick. I got a Doctor Who, uh, the Doctor Who comic for my son. Yeah, Logan. I got that, too. Um, I think my son Logan got um, the Teen Titans Go, which might have been the one from last year, it seemed. But uh, maybe it's not. He also got he got a couple. I think he got the uh, Simpsons one, like the bongo whatever that that company. yeah i saw that preview. yeah yeah rafe got i think secret kids Wars from Zero. shelbyville were on the cover yeah yeah he got um he, rafe got uh maybe secret wars or maybe that uh the avengers the new one with um miles morales right. there's a it's like all new all different avengers i think it's called so he grabbed that but we're grabbing the stuff so then we're looking around i i really we were planning on buying something i really don't like to go to these things and not you know support them a bit because they oh, are they to get the things and they do pay for them so it's not like they get a lot of all these things for free either so we're walking around we're looking at some stuff and rafe's very interested in smallville so we saw that but we're in the dc section so the guy comes over and that i think at that point rafe and logan kind of walked away but then he comes over and he's like oh yeah that convergence really screwing things up huh I'm like, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't like talking to people. And he's like, yeah, yeah, nobody reads DC anymore. I'm like, what the fuck, okay. man? Now, this is as I'm looking at, I think I was looking at Convergence Crime Syndicate. I was actually thinking, you know what What I'll do is buy one of the books I haven't reviewed yet. So then I, uh, you know, we get them digitally. But I figured, oh, I'll get, uh, you know, I'll get one of the, the paper deal and, and I'll review it with the actual copy, the physical copy. It'll be pretty yeah. cool and I'll support the guy. So it's like, and he's just and he's like yeah yeah you should read marvel i'm like okay so we're just sitting there you know i'm still going and going whatever and then um he comes out he's kind of like hovering and he's i could see him he's looking at what i i'm picking up or whatever so i go over and then i see batman or uh batwoman annual two which i still have reviewed so i thought <laughs> maybe i'll get this so i pick that up and then he comes over and he goes yeah yeah 
I think DC is going to be dead in 10 years. Jesus. What is going on with you, buddy? So then I said, oh, I said, yeah, I actually am um, a part of a uh, website and a podcast that, you know, does only DC stuff. And he goes, yeah, sure, that's doing great for you. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> and walked away. And he walked, I'm like, what the hell? So well, then, I'm not buying shit. So, yeah, I'm like, boom, I got my free comics. And I said to Rafe and Logan, I'm like, hey, we're going to go. And then Rafe's like, oh, he's looking at the S's in the, the bargain bin type thing, the, the yeah. back issues. And he kind of, as he's looking for Smallville, he came across some swamp thing. So then again, I was like, oh, maybe I'll look. So I'm, uh, we're just looking. I'm so, I'm so irritated. I'm looking. I hear him because over then I hear him over at the Marvel thing. And he's talking to this guy. And he's like, oh, so where do you usually go? And the guy's like, oh, I go in Allentown. I forget where he said, but I don't like that guy, whatever. And, uh, oh, you're a Marvel fan, right? He goes, yeah, yeah. He's, nobody's, everybody's bailing on Marvel. What is going on? <laughs> this guy is the owner of the shop, and all he is doing is trying to push. I don't know what he likes. I was going to go up and say, what, what company do you like? I don't understand. I don't, then, like, I don't read comics. So then the last thing I heard, he was talking to the guy, and he's like, oh, what did you think of, uh, or he goes to the guy, ah, oh, did you see the Avengers yet? Goes, yeah, of course I did. Uh, yeah, yeah. Disappointing. And walked away. And Jesus. This guy's just standing there, shaking his head, like, what the hell? And then we just got our stuff and left, and freaking squealed the wheels and, and left. Went down. It was it was awful. And in fact, like you said, your girlfriend probably got there about ten minutes after us. Yeah. If she would have come in, I probably would have went nuts and freaking told her how crazy this guy is. Like she told me though that he was very nice to her. Yeah, because she didn't. Did she? She's not going to engage him in anything, right? I'm saying she talked about like I guess she went and got Divergence, and uh, she picked up the Doctor Who comic, and I also sent her on a quest because I said I, ever since the other week from Convergence. I wanted to pick up the Zero Hour trade. Yeah. And yeah. I wanted to pick up the freaking uh, Batman uh, Nightfall trade. So I'm like, if any of those are there, pick it up for me. I gave her my credit card here. She didn't get Zero Hour? Uh, they didn't have it. Oh, I saw it. Oh, really? It was in a separate section. I, uh, uh, there were a couple sections. I actually saw it. I was looking through. Well, actually, the one was like a hardback yeah. type deal, and then the other one I kind of looked at. Yeah, we were looking at a bunch of things, but maybe that maybe because she bought a bunch of things, that was the deal. But. I don't she, know. Bought, she bought one thing. She bought Batman Nightfall. Yeah, well, that's still something. Agreed. I, he probably thought I was a freeloader. I don't know. This one guy was uh, funny. The the big guy, the uh, comic book, uh, the guy who looks like the comic book dude from yeah. Simpsons, the Asian guy. He um he walked in, grabbed his stuff, and then I'm telling you, it was like one of those like if you could hear his footsteps, they were boink. As he backed his way back out of the store and took off, he might have been in that store, I'm telling you, for 30 seconds. <laughs> he got him, and he took off. But, yeah, I got uh, got my thing. I got my hip-hop family tree. And, uh, in fact, I wanted to get one for Reggie because Reggie and me have been talking about it. He said it would be tough. It's actually – I'm going to bring it into the work. It's on really nice paper stock and everything. Right. It's pretty impressive. It's really long, too. But, yeah, it's the uh, – the the major part of it is about uh, Def Jam Records and like uh, Run DMC and LL Cool J. Oh, it's the best. It's so good. <laughs> uh, just to push it, it is by Ed Pickter. Push it real or good. Ed, Ed Picker. Picker? Pisker. I can't read. It's dark in here. I have this. Ed Pisker. It's a uh, New York Times bestselling uh, something or other. I don't know. It's really good. 
Oh, it's an award winning. Yeah, it's an award winning. You know what we're going to do now? We're not going to talk about the news, Eric. Fuck no. Because we're not going to do that ever again. You can get your news wherever you want. Actually, I'd like you to get it from Dan. Because <laughs> the next uh, segment is Dan's Geek News. And I'm telling you, last week Dan was so riled up about the Joker. I'm telling you, somebody loaded Dan into a shotgun and shot that MFR out. Because, MFR, good oh job. Oh my god, yeah, my... my uh, 12-year-old is just sitting here. So <laughs> I don't want to curse. I already got yelled at earlier before we uh, started the podcast, so I'm not going to do that. That's for playing yeah, Blowfly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dan, he was so fired up last week, and I hope that the enthusiasm is still here because I remember a couple episodes back, guy was really down. I don't want to hear that Dan anymore. I went yeah, but he, was, I, he was trapped by ISIS. Yeah, oh, yeah. And I don't. I really don't know. I'm. I'm assuming maybe Dan will talk about Batman, maybe he'll talk a little free comic book day. I don't know. I didn't yeah. even look at the news this week. I could care less. Uh, wow. Luckily, he's not from Baltimore because they're rioting there. <laughs> I once thought he was from Baltimore by way of Cancun. Yes. Yes. But, yeah, here is Dan's Geek News. Take it away, Dan. Boosh. Hey, guys. Dan here coming at you with all of your latest geek news for the week. Uh, I hate to make this brief, but I am in a little bit of a rush heading out to Free Comic Book Day, but I do have this deadline to meet. Uh, so first up, we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics to discuss here, and that is the Suicide Squad Joker saga. Uh, after supposedly releasing a photo showing what the character will look like, new reports have suggested that the photo was merely a tribute to the history of the Joker, and that the final character design will be whiter, more scarred, not covered in tattoos. Now, if that was meant to be a promotional image, Warner Brothers fucking failed. Last time I checked, a promotional image was supposed to get me excited for something, not have me screaming fuck it from the rooftops like Julie Andrews singing singing in the hills in The Sound of Music. I mean, j just picture that. The hills are alive with the sound of fuck it. So when this comes out, we'll see what the actual look for the Joker is going to be. Hopefully it's something better. Mashable posted a video of a public meeting with uh, the Prime Minister Abe from Japan and President Obama, where Obama took a few moments to personally thank Prime Minister Abe for uh, things from Japanese culture that uh, American children, the young people of America, enjoy, including karate, karaoke, manga, anime, and emoji. This leaves me two questions. Who told Obama to speak like this? And which anime does POTUS enjoy? Did you recently get a job? Uh, no, you didn't get a job. But that's the point of this. Did you recently apply for a job and maybe not get it? Don't worry, you didn't fuck up the interview. Typo typography experts, wow, I cannot read today. <laughs> typography experts suggest it may be because you used the wrong font. A Bloomberg article stated, quote, Using Times New Roman is the typeface equivalent of wearing sweatpants to an interview. It also shows you're capable enough with technology. Wow. I totally messed that up. Okay, basically, the gist of the quote was, using Times New Roman is the typeface equivalent of wearing sweatpants to an interview. But by changing from the default font, it shows that you are capable of changing the default settings of something. Uh, it shows that you know how to use technology. Uh, it seems like the general consensus uh, on most of the sites is that Helvetica is the font you're going to want to use. That'll be your best bet. Uh, but pretty much anything from Comic Sans should get you in. And finally, Dragon Ball fans rejoice. Kotaku is reporting, 
Yeah, Kotaku. Kotaku is reporting that for the first time in nearly two decades, the hit anime franchise is getting a new series called Dragon Ball Super, or Dragon Ball Chu in Japanese. And it's set to premiere in Japan this July, and will be set after Goku's defeat of Majin Buu, and Peace is returned to the Earth. Uh, Akira Toriyama, creator of the franchise, is going to be handling the new series story. Uh, also, Avengers Age of Ultron is out. I haven't had a chance to go see that yet, but next week I'll have a brief review of that for you guys, hopefully. Uh, I should be going to see that next Friday night if all goes according to plan. Uh, as always, if you want to check out my blog, you can do so at 1138geekconfessions.wordpress.com. You can find my digital DC and Vertigo reviews on Weird Science's site. Until next time, this is Dan, signing off. And we're back. Ah. Yeah. Ah. Sorry. I crept up on you and we're back. We're back. That was Dan's Geek News. Dan's Geek Oof. News. I haven't gotten Dan's Geek News yet, so I have no idea what he's going to talk about. But Stop telling him behind the curtain that's stuff, behind wizard. Behind the curtain. There's nobody behind. <laughs> I like the Tin Man. <laughs> the next part of the podcast is what we like to call the meat. Of the podcast. I don't call it that. I don't like yes, calling that at all. you do. You always like the meat. You love the meat. I, I fancy the meaty ones. You do fancy the meat. And this is called The Books. And what it's we're going to do terrible name. We're going to spoil these books. We're going to spoil them so hard. So, so much. So fucking hard. So hard. And the first book we have is one of the biggest books that DC has put out in a long, long time. But yet it... It was big amongst the community, not as big as I thought it should have been overall. You should I should have heard about the shit on the news, right? Yeah, that's it's like what, that big to me. That's what I'm getting because even when Damien died, there were a couple news outlets, legitimate news outlets that said, "Oh, Robin's dead." You got this big news about it. This because I guess they didn't want to spoil it. Uh, they people just didn't know ahead of time and couldn't get it going i don't know but it is batman number 40 written by scott snyder and art by greg capullo and my little write-up as well everyone was wrong and by everyone i mean eric and jody wow. end game is over and the dcu won't be the same until they dig bruce's body up out of the rubble and resurrect him. yes batman is dead and i loved every bit of it sadist of course scott snyder had to get overly clever and cryptic towards the end, but this issue looked fantastic and was the best Batman issue I've read since Death of the Family. If you are a DC Comics fan whatsoever, you have to read this issue. That was my blurb, Eric. Yeah, I heard you. What did you think about it? I enjoyed it enough. I don't know. It's It didn't have the raw impact I thought it would have on me. No? No, I don't know if it's because you spoiled it for me before I read it. No. Eric, check out this page. Eric, check out this page. Yep, I did show you. Uh, do you like the beginning with the, the rogues fighting side by side with Batman? I loved it. Yeah, but it wasn't Batman, was it? No, it was oh, Dick Grayson. Yeah. I love the rogues. I I wish that we got more of them. Don't call them the rogues. The rogues gallery. No, the, rogues the rogues of the Flash villains. It doesn't matter. People know what I'm talking about. Or they don't. The, the Gotham rogues. So I love that part. I love Bane. I thought Poison Ivy was awesome. I just I wanted more of that. Uh, we didn't get a lot. 
No, no, no. For the cliffhanger they dropped on us last issue, for that being that big, not yeah. a lot of play. Yeah. Uh, it just kind of was there as a way to um, show that Batman was trying to one-up Joker by going, uh, throwing a little dick in his, in his mitts. So, yeah, <laughs> I thought that was good. And you've mentioned it, and I, I agree. It was odd that the Joker didn't realize that was Dick. Um, but also, I, I don't know, just seeing Dick, it was a cool moment, but it, it seemed off to me that he was there for some reason. I just, I don't know why. Because everybody believes he's dead. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he's there. It just seemed very odd. Um, but yeah, I liked, I liked this. I loved this issue. I already said it. I loved it. I loved the fight between Batman and Joker, even though, again, I'll, I'll agree with you that it wasn't as, um, it was a little anticlimactic. They were they were fighting, and I like the way that Batman calls Joker on like kind of like his lies and and plays yeah. a little game with him. Um, but what I didn't like about that whole scene was all of a sudden Joker was like Yoda in the prequels, where he is doing crazy moves, and I know they spry dude. Yeah, I know they'd say the Dionysium and all. I just that that didn't seem like the Joker to me. It just didn't. And he was just in again to, oh, I'm a little quicker. Maybe I was slow and I was trying to fool you. Um, but the main thing that I didn't like about this issue was just the fact that it just seemed Batman wanted to die. Seriously, uh, right? It really came off like, you know what? I had a good run. Let's fucking yeah. end this shit now. Yeah, that's the only thing. I Like I said, I loved every bit of it. But I just at the end, it left me with a feeling like Batman's a quitter. He, he could have saved himself. And in fact, I know that... I won't quit on you, Batman. Don't you quit on me. And I know that having an immortal Batman, if he would have taken that Dionysium, that, that causes some problems within the comic. You don't want an immortal Batman. That's part Ka of... You know, I kind of want it more than a fucking robot well, to suit yeah, Batman. But again, that's part of the allure of Batman, that he can die and how he avoids it. And this time, he just kind of... It is. It's like he's just a tired old man. He just wants to die. And he crashed... It's funny because he just wants to die in the arms of the Joker. Fucking weird. <laughs> That's so funny. But yeah, and then, like I said in my little blurb there, then you get the ending where Alfred is kind of sitting there and thinking, like, you know, talking. He doesn't want his hand back, which is odd. But uh, he, he, Bruce leaves a note and the fight. Ha. Ha. And it's just like. Really? And then you see the guy sweep. Did you get that? What was going on when the guy was sweeping? I was going to ask and... you. There's a fucking piece of armor in the yeah. dumpster. What I, is that, I, too? I have no idea I'm what the fuck was going sure, on at the end of this book. I'm sure everyone else but uh, us two dummies know. But it just, I just shook my head. I'm like, okay, here we go. Here we go, Scott Snyder. Maybe that's why he hates me, because I always get mad at him. But again, Probably. it's like, here you go. You have a, a great final issue to me of a Batman, where Batman dies. That's, that's huge. And then you have to end it with this crap that you have to, like, be cryptic and try to, you know, throw one in and get something over on people. But I still... He I, keeps pushing this high, though. And it starts, it's really starting to bother me. Like, first uh, in uh, Death of the Family. Death of the Family. That's when he was trying to figure out the element. And the element, the element was H-A, yep. you know. Yep. And then I, also the Joker's cell, like, makes yep. ha. yep. Yeah, and it's come on. We are done with Ha, and then Batman leaves his last note Ha, and that's, as saying like, "What's the futility of it all?" Again, you you get the deal where that's all he left Ha, and I would be there and I'd be Alfred, and Alfred's discussing it with Julia and kind of like, "Oh, and this is what he thought, and this is what he did, and here's this note." I would, if I was Alfred, I'd be like, "You son of a bitch! All this time I've taken care of you, and this is what you're gonna leave me, Ha? Yeah, oh, Ha, you." 
You got a son, Bruce. Where the yeah. fuck are you gonna leave to your son? Yeah, really, all these things. But yeah, this whole this changes everything. This is the nine eleven of comic books, I think. Holy shit, you went there. <laughs> I remember when that happened, my buddy Chase like, this changes everything. I'm like, what are, you, what are you, an announcer on a freaking movie? Uh, no, but it, This time it's personal. It's one of those, when I read this issue, I had no idea it was coming. It hit me. And things started making sense then. And I'm like, okay, that's why Batman and Robin was canceled. It never dawned on me. I'm like, yeah. that, that's why. And that's why, again, I knew that he wasn't going to be in the Batman book for a little bit because of the mecha suit Batman. Yeah. I, ju I just thought he was in the hospital or something, or he would go into hiding, or he was just so messed up that he had to, you know, almost do a, a thing where I thought a, a cool twist would have been that he would have <laughs> been actually Oracle. Like an oracle uh, type character, yeah, that's kind of cool. Where he's crippled for now, and he's trying to guide Gordon. Which that, this is all the things that went through my head. Never thought he would would be dead. Death and, was never on the menu in my mind. No, life. no, it wasn't. And again, like I said, then it kind of like, oh, that that actually makes sense. And it's crazy. And I guess this has probably been planned for a while. And I really think that. DC went to Scott Snyder or Scott to vice versa or whatever, and this whole change of continuity or story trumps continuity and all this, this has to do something with that, that they're like, okay, well, just wait, we're going to do this, uh, where I thought up until now that this Batgirl craze and this uh, cutesy art and, and all-ages quote-unquote book stuff was changing everything. I actually think that it's stuff like this that did, and again... It's crazy, and it'll lead into the um, divergence issue that we'll talk about in, in a little bit. But, yeah, I gave it a 10 out of 10. I thought it was great. The art, I thought, was the best art that I've seen in almost any new 52 book so far. And people will pish-posh that if they don't like Greg Capullo's art. I, I like Greg Capullo's art. I just didn't really find the art in this one no, fantastic, I, like I, you would say. Yeah, I, I thought it was great. I liked everything about it. I'm actually paging through it right now, and I... Uh, the uh, Danny Mickey's uh, colors were great. Uh, everything. All right. Yeah. And, uh, or, I'm sorry. He does the ink. Uh, F. Sale Placina does the uh, the colors. But everything, the inks and the colors are just, I think they were great. I think everything about it was. was well, the really the cool. one uh, panel, it was like a big, like a page uh, thing. It was where the Batman, like, headbutted into the Joker's back to get the, like, stab him with the ears of his cow. Yeah, yeah. And I looked this page up and down for like three minutes trying to figure out what the fuck I was looking at. Yeah. Could not tell. I'm like, okay, that's his arm over there. Let's follow the arm to the shoulder. All right, okay, that's the Joker. There, oh, okay, he's stabbing him in the back with his cow. Okay, I got you. Yeah, but it yeah, took yeah. me forever. Yeah, I'm looking at a bunch through. I'm like paging through. I think that the scene where um, where Batman turns around and Joker says and smile and the – two swords or daggers in that's awesome flash is just that's awesome yeah and, that's great and then right under there there's a uh like a a silhouetted scene where batman is is tackling joe and joker has the biggest grin on his face and it's great what i like about this whole fight now that we're talking a little bit more about that is that through the whole fight Joker is having the time of his life he is laughing he's having a great time and batman's just going for it until Joker realizes Batman means it, and he he's gonna play a game with him. What part of the then, game is this? Yeah, and then this is, and then next thing you know, Joker freaks out. And I didn't like it at first. I'll I'll admit it. I didn't like seeing the Joker uh, 
unravel like that, but then the second time I read it, I'm like, that's awesome. It's well, so uh, It's good. a real good callback to the way Batman was at the end of Death of the Family, yeah, where yeah. he says, I know who you are. Yep. The Joker started freaking out and then yep. fell off the cliff. Yep, and then this time he couldn't go. He's bleeding out, and Joker wants him to think that he's immortal. Bruce and Batman's going to go with it. Yeah, okay, yeah. I, you know what? I, I, I'm sorry. I didn't believe you. Now I do. So when I bleed out and die, just remember, because you'll live. You're immortal. Yeah. Just remember that I'm sorry, and it, it's good. But, yeah, it ends. Like I said, I gave it a 10 out of 10. I loved it. But uh, I probably would have given it an 8.5. Okay. Mom, it, this is the last uh, book, uh, the last Batman I'm going to be reviewing for the near future because you're taking it over in June. Yes, I am. I uh, get the freaking uh, OCP Batman. Yes, you do. And the next book you have is another big one. Oh, is that your segue? Shit. Yeah, that's your segue. I'm done. Justice League number 40, written by Jeff Johns, with art by Kevin McGuire, Phil Jimenez, Dan Jurgens, Jerry Ord. Jesus Christ, there's a lot of fucking yeah, artists on this. It's a big issue. Scott Collins, Jason Feibach, Jim Lee, Scott Williams, Brad Anderson, and Alex Sinclair. Damn. Yeah, just think, you you think that's bad. Every week I read Reggie's emails. I got to read freaking 10 minutes of email. You can't read the freaking couple names without complaining. You were a complainer, my friend. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> let's, let's never fight again. Get, it, get on with it. Here we see the multiverse through the eyes of Metron and find out how the anti-monitor and him used to be acquaintances back in the day. And by evoking the name he used to go by, Mobius, Metron hopes to stop him from his endless march of destruction because I guess Jeff Johns, like the most of us, feels that the New 52 isn't strong enough to handle another crisis. Well, the Anti-Monitor wants to fight Darkseid because he believes that killing the Dark God is the key to ending his destruction. And with Darkseid's daughter at his side, this looks like it'll be time. This looks like it'll be one hell of a fight is what it really looks like. Oh, yeah, it does. Jesus Christ, this was an excellent prologue to this goddamn story. Yeah. There, I'm telling you, it is just a straightforward, you know, this is what happened in the DCU. This is what's going on now. And it really, for anybody who wants to jump into the comic books, like we're talking about Convergence ain't doing shit for DC in my mind. This, if people want to jump in with this, perfect start. You yeah. get everything for. We get the freaking crisis. We get uh, zero hour flashpoint, all that good shit, and leading to the new fifty two and how time has been reworked and unraveled and fucking multi the multiverse has changed, shut down, reborn so many times now that the fucking whole universe is collapsed, going to collapse on itself, and it has any more stress to it. Yep. Yeah, it's funny. It's like, hey guys. You know, they're in the writer's room, and they, I could see them yelling, like, we can't have all these crises. Seriously. You know? And the Jeff Johns is sitting there like, huh, that would really make a good thing in a comic, and then starts writing. Well, but, yeah. And I love to do it. It's almost like a tongue-in-cheek kind of way of, like, uh, Metron is talking, uh, J- Metron, or Jeff Johns through Metron is giving the opinion of the fans, where, yeah, the New 52 is okay, but we have done this so many times now that the stories aren't as strong as they used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that- we can't take any more. Again, and it's, uh, yeah, and almost like, yeah, like you said, they're not as strong. And everybody wants these old things, but everything's ripping apart. But you forgot about the best part of this issue. What you talking about? The um, poster variant cover. The, oh. ma- the Magic Mike cover. I, I did not, how, I did not how like could that. You not, how could you not mention that? Because <laughs> I, I don't like that cover. When I'm going through, I saw that cover. I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot about that. It's so weird because these these number 40s of Batman, uh, Superman, and Justice League got pushed back. So I, I didn't even expect these posters. No. 
Um, though, like you said, it's funny too because they even show the convergence event in this book. Yeah. And it was awesome because I'm like, yeah, that's a freaking failure already, isn't it? According to the comic book shop owner that I went to today. Douche. But, but yeah, I, I love this issue. And like you said, there's a lot of talking. Yeah, it's all exposition. Yeah, yeah. But man, it's pretty powerful. Though. Like all the stuff in there of how you see things, that how it got set up. And I just I really enjoyed it. You even get the full page spread and you see a lot of the um, all the other crisis. Yeah, it looks amazing. And even with all these different artists on here, the transitions are not joined because you are so like in depth in what the story's given you. You don't even notice this shit. Yeah, it's funny because the when you get to the point where they're talking like I watched all the universes fall and stuff like that, it really um it reminded me a lot of what would have been in the multiversity book. All of a sudden, you're seeing all of these different... It's awesome. I loved it. And you know why it wasn't in the multiversity book? Because a lot of it made sense. <laughs> if I get... Uh, where's it going to go? Oh, the, and the end, we get Darkseid's daughter. This big reveal how Darkseid's daughter is working with the Anti-Minor. And I really want to know if this is going to tie back to Vibe, where when Vibe was locked up in the uh, Argus Circus and... Uh, Freaking his brother, uh, Armando, came mm-hmm. and was, like, causing havoc. Uh, Amanda Waller's all like, he's going for Darkseid's daughter. So apparently they had Darkseid's daughter in the circus. I want this to tie back into that so it's just not a loose end that DC wants us to forget. Well, with the actual the, – well, you know, he – he has probably seven million daughters, though. That's the only thing that I was wondering if, yeah, if even they meant this one. Agreed. I'm saying, you know but I, I would mean? like I would like there to be some closure on that because Vibe just kind of ended. Fucking Vibe hasn't been seen since Forever Evil. He's vanished. Nobody's talked about him since. Hey, he was a, what? What? Uh, what Convergence book was he in? Uh, Just League of America. Just League of America. Was, for some reason, I thought he was in the outside. But that wasn't Cisco. That was Paco. I'm just joking. I was going to yell that he was there, but yeah, and jeez. Uh, the last page uh, with Darkseid's daughter there is so cool. That the cliffhanger where yeah, she comes. She, and, yeah, she shot freaking Metron oh right God, off his Mobius chair. It looks chair, so cool. Which is I, another cool part about this book because we find out that the anti-monitor used to be known as Mobius. So yeah. this chair was once his. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He even says it. And, oh, my God. It was good. Oh, goodness. What Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten? Yeah. Not a 10 out of 10 for you? I don't give 10s. I know you don't. But 9 out of 10, I probably would have given it a 9.95. I'm a little uh, nicer to things like that than you. I'm saying, uh, like, I, I told you that the transitions between artists weren't that bad, but I did notice it a few times. Yeah. And, uh, the amount of artists, if there's a huge amount, it always kills a book for me, at least a little. Yeah, but it, it didn't a lot, though. No. Because, man, there's a lot of this art is, is really good. And, again, you get a change of art at one point because then they show um, – Mobius there, and and when they go to um, what's it called? Apocalypse and all oh that. yeah, and, yeah, 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 and uh, all the different. Uh, I didn't even crisis. get into that with my little like uh, right up here, but they do go where like uh, Metron has before seen where the universe could be destroyed. Yeah, so he's like every time that New Genesis and Apocalypse would get the orbit would put the planets close to one another, they would go to war. And they figured mm-hmm. if this keeps happening, shit's going to get real. Universe going to be destroyed. Yeah. So that's when he proposed to Apocalypse and High Father to switch suns to create a like you know a bit of peace at least. Yeah, yeah. And I had a little bit of problem with this. This might be where the nine came from as well, because Scott Free we saw in um, Earth Two World's End didn't realize that High Father was once his uh, actual father. Okay. In this, he looks old enough 
to remember his time on New Genesis. Yeah, but again, could they say that he got tortured so badly? Yeah, you could say that, brainwashed, forgot. shit like that. Um, but I, it just I, seemed like a lot older than I thought him and Orion would have been. Yeah, I actually, the thing that I took from that scene uh, more was that it really showed you the difference between Highfather and uh, Darkseid because Orion gets sent and... Darkseid doesn't care. No, he doesn't it. show up. But then you have Highfather with Scott, and he's he's hugging him, and he's really yeah. Please don't make me go. Yeah, and it's it's so funny. And Orion just goes up, and as they're switching sides, he's like, "You're gonna freaking die." Oh, <laughs> and I'm Orion. I'm gonna bring Orion's your world jerk. down. I'm gonna bring freaking gen- new Genesis down from within. He is. He's a jerk. But I I really liked it. I liked the whole issue. I really did. It was I, really good. Uh, this really got me pumped up for uh, our side the event. War, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, this leads right into um, how excited I was after reading the Divergence issue about this too. Uh, I'm I'm pretty pumped up about Dark Side. I could care less earlier about Dark Side War. I really could. I know it's a big event. Um, I, I didn't really care. Now I care. Well, this is one of the reasons why I wouldn't switch Justice League with you for reviews in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I wanted this story. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. Um, but yeah, the next book is another one of the new, or the new, the uh, number 40s that were delayed a bit. And this is Superman number 40. This with, is the part of the other things. Yes, with art and story by John Romita Jr., John Romita Jr. You like John Romita Jr.'s uh, past um, writing? I've never seen him write no, before in my so, life. Yeah, and guess what? He shouldn't. John Romita oh. Jr. gets to write as well as draw this issue of Superman, and I didn't really like the job he did on either. The story digs into the well that is the solar flare, and I think John paid too much attention to the Marvel way of writing. But unfortunately, this is DC, and the writing came off as silly. The Justice League hanging out drinking some beers might sound like a good idea to some, but some is not me. No. I, I hated it. We do get an ending that looks like it may change the direction of the Superman book come in June, but overall I think this was a big miss. And I really, really did not like this issue. And I've gone on record. This solar flare thing, holy moly. Please. Quiet down, Billy Bassett. Please Stop. <laughs> Stop the solar flare. I've had enough. I, it, you want to you get some t-shirts made up? I'm telling you. No more solar yeah, no flare? no more. It's three issues ago or two issues ago in Superman. It comes. Every book seems to have it. I said it's like a toy that everybody wants to play with all of a sudden. It's like, oh, my God, Superman with no powers. Give me that. So they do that. And, again, I, the, I did like the idea in this. That he wants to, Superman wants to find out what triggers it. Obviously, he's going to want to know how to control it, how to go. But I'm telling you, I, I wish this damn solar flare would just disappear. Um, the only other thing I have and what I liked about this issue was I think he does a pretty good Wonder Woman. I oh, think dude, he, I fantastic think Wonder Woman. Yeah, the Wonder Woman looked great in this issue. You know what didn't look great? Everything else. I, I, I think this might be his worst issue uh all in all of art and writing obviously but jeez the batman they made a, a bit of a deal and to me in my mind i heard things like oh john romita jr is going to do batman john as the issue came closer to being released i didn't hear much <laughs> and you know why because it sucked it was terrible everybody the, wants to do batman, batman huh? in this there's the one scene where they're in the um the watchtower and Batman's sitting there with like a cup of coffee, leaning back. It's, it's, it's awful. It is so bad. 
There. Oh my god. Yeah. See, the thing is, I really like this book. Like all the stuff in the Justice League Watchtower, where they're trying to figure out, like they're doing all the scientific shit with the Solar mm-hmm. Flare. Yeah. You know, getting all the readings and shit like that. Really enjoyed all of that. The art, you know, I didn't mind that much. It's Ramita's style. I've grown. I grew up with it with Spider Man my entire life. I I don't like it, but I'm used to it, I guess. Uh. But as soon as we jumped from the Watchtower to the bar, I was completely done with this fucking yeah, issue. I... Not only for how silly it is for all these fucking people to be like this, the greatest superheroes of all time. Being the stature they are, sitting around in a fucking bar just bullshitting while they leave Cyborg alone. It was like they segregated this fucking bar out of nowhere. Cyborg's left behind. They always leave Cyborg alone. That guy always has ended up. Didn't that happen in Batman and Robin? And that's how they kind of, uh, how Batman kind of fooled. Or no, that's what he did. He like pulled the wool over Cyborg's uh, eyes to get what he wanted to go uh, off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the cyborg gets. Yeah, well, he can't really go in. He can't really go incognito like everybody else can. But, um,. The, real, the part where I'm talking about, though, with the bar, Superman is doing this whole thing because he likes to feel human, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it now. Now, he's like, does not know the word cannoli because he's never eaten it. He's a fucking reporter, yeah, and he's yeah. like, a cannoli? Yeah, what is this cannoli stuff? Uh, I, and, the thing is, I don't eat cannolis either because I don't like ricotta cheese. I know how the fuck to say it, though. And again, I know that you could say he didn't feel feel human. Well, how did Ma and Pa Kent raise him? Kind of like a human, right? Yeah. They didn't treat him like an alien. No. I think that he would know this stuff. I think he knows what it is. I, again, he used the solar flare the first time. I get it. He's like, oh, I like to eat stuff. Oh, I can yeah. taste it. Oh, it's good. great. Um, a bunch of nonsense. It's such nonsense. And you know what else is nonsense? Freaking Barry's hat. <laughs> He's in the bar with a hat on, a stupid hat. And again, I'm looking at this, this where they're sitting at the bar and Cyborg calls. And then they go and you see Aquaman who looks just like a freaking Neil, freaking Ulysses from the, the past. Yeah. And there's freaking Flash with a stupid hat. <laughs> I, I just and and again I don't like his Batman. I don't like a. I don't like much of anything. There's that crazy. He loves that like uh, we like to call it pencil heavy. But all his shadows look like they end up being like uh, freaking mutton chops and freaking. <laughs> I don't know. I just I don't really like John Romita Jr.'s art, and I really don't like the story. I don't. Then Superman gets freaking drunk, and you got. Huh. That's then, another. That's another bit with the cannoli thing, though. And we should have some more of this stuff we're drinking here. You've yeah. never seen beer before in your yeah. fucking life. What yeah. the hell are you talking about, yeah. Superman? You are a goddamn reporter. And I, in my mind, you would have to go to college to be this type of like the biggest newspaper in the world. Now, it's funny. We all we often joke about it because I, I swear to God, he just walked in, and, and somehow it's like. He, he he had nothing, and he just walked in. And they hired him, but yeah, he's still he's not a dumb guy. No, he's been around. The guy probably has, you know, learned about what beer is. Maybe he doesn't drink beer. No, it doesn't even matter. You, know you don't what? drink beer. I don't drink beer, and I no. know what beer is. Uh, I know what a cannoli is. I just he came up as idiotic, and uh, then later in the, in the uh, the issue, he doesn't have all his powers back. He's fighting these stupid. Uh, guys these stupid villain guys and he gets hurt and he's bleeding and what happens is everybody around is taking photos and videos with their phones something normal but the way it comes off here i swear to god it's like john Ramita jr just figured this thing happens because they they're talking like we have amateur video here and we've never seen this an amateur it's always this amateur photo an amateur video and a, 
He's like in love with the. All of a sudden, he he discovered YouTube last <laughs> night. John Romita Jr. So then, the, it ends with the big cliffhanger. It's, they, they they're showing all this stuff with Superman now. Seriously, Lois has been around Superman how long? Long ass time. Okay. He sometimes wears glasses, correct? Mm-hmm. Out of nowhere, he shows up with a bandage on his head, and Lois sees him. Goes Clark and Clark. <laughs> It's because he's got a bandage on that then he has to be Superman because that's what it's showing. And then in the Divergence issue, uh, they show that that's where it went. She knows it's Superman now, and it's nonsense. It is complete nonsense to me, and I, I hate this issue. You know what? I got a little problem, too, because I said how much I liked you, like the first part where they're testing everything and yeah, then Justice yeah. League Watch Hour. There's a ridiculous part in this where you no know, Superman does the solar flare. Mm-hmm. His clothes are all burned off. And there's Aquaman shielding Wonder Woman's eyes from yeah. his nakedness. Yeah, and again, this is the... And then like, she's trying to catch a peek. I'm like, yeah. you two have been dating for how long yeah. now? Yeah. I, they've and been, then there's Flash. I swear to God, this looks like he's eyeing up his junk. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was. <laughs> and he loves hats. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Don't look. It's funny, too, because, yeah, they're dating. Yeah. They they've been dating a while now, and then then Batman like caresses Superman's head like he's about to make out with him. Yeah, it's very uh, odd. Yes, that's ah <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, I didn't like it. Yeah, I, I'm actually starting to like it a little bit less than I did earlier. Yeah, I give it a three out of ten because I hated it. And um, somebody commented, I think on the site, right, that they said that John Romita. I even mentioned in my uh, my little intro. This is like a Marvel way of writing goofy characters. I can see something like that happening and uh, Spider-Man <coughs> shield, shielding somebody's eyes. Yeah. Uh, that would make sense. But again, this isn't that. Not these and, characters. And no, not these characters at all. These are, It's a different deal. It doesn't. I just I didn't like it. Uh, like I could see Barry going out and having a few beers like in that one uh, Green Lantern where him and Hal and uh, Guy Gardner have some beers. Yeah, I could yeah. see those characters doing it, but not Bruce Wayne. Not like Aquaman, no. Wonder Woman. They, these people do not belong in a bar to me, like just hanging out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, again, they left. Why didn't they? I'm sure I, we saw in the Watchtower in that Batman and Robin annual, they have a lot of stuff in there. I'm sure they have a bar there. Maybe they just hung out there. Maybe they go to Warriors. <laughs> I miss Warriors. <laughs> they hang out in Warriors, get the shit kicked out of them. Ah, uh, yes. Well, now we're going to go on to the next book, which is going to be both of us just talking about Divergence Free Comic Book Day, issue number one. And that is written by Scott Snyder, Gene Lon Yang, and Jeff Johns, with art by Greg Capullo, John Romita Jr., and Jason Fabach. Obviously, each of them have their own separate stories. And the first story was Batman. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, the internet ruined this, this story. I really think that this would have blown some people's minds, and it did not because everybody knew that James Gordon is going to be Batman in the mecha suit. I didn't until today. Yeah, yeah, again, there you go. I still would not believe that that was Commissioner Gordon. I thought, like, we had that one page that went over on the Internet where the panel started out. It's in this book here where it just says Commissioner Gordon. Commissioner Gordon? Yeah, absolutely not. You know, um, I'm thinking this could have anything could have led up to this secret, this like, page that was leaked we, online. We said this last week. We were talking about I think okay. last week in the in the thing where it could have been like, who else could do this, Commissioner Gordon? Yeah, and they're like absolutely not. Because still me- looking at this right now, 
This does not look anything well, like Commissioner Gordon to me. That's why before we started, I asked you, we were talking a little about this issue, and I asked you, how long between Batman's death and this do you think it is? And you said probably about two months. And well, I they said, say two months in this. Now, does it say that? I didn't yeah. even know. I didn't even see that it said that. I must not have been paying attention because I didn't see. Did it say that he's been... I, oh, was it when he, like was pretending to stop smoking like he's done all those times or something like that. I don't know, but he's been training. And uh, to me, I'm an old fella, so is Gordon. Here, here. I've tried to to get in shape. Dude, it's the freaking uh, part where the news reporter's going off. It's been two months since the Joker unleashed his deadly endgame virus on Gotham. Two months since Batman foiled his plan and cured the city. I was going to say, if they said that about the... um, just starting. That they say two months been. over, but the truth is, two months later, Gotham might be cured, but it's yeah. anything but healed. I, I didn't even see it. <laughs> I saw it, but I didn't even take into that into it uh, because these people are just out there with these flashlights, which one thing, those are some pretty powerful flashlights. They're making freaking, the, those flashlights they're holding are putting the bat symbol in the sky. That's a bunch of nonsense to me. But Jordan, Gordon's trained for two months. Now yeah. he's he's the ass kicking Gordon. I've tried to get in shape. Uh, I try and I can't. I'm two months <laughs> or nothing. I think he's on steroids. I really think there should be drug testing of Gordon because boy, he looks crazy. Yeah, uh, he's got a crazy haircut. He's like de-aged by twenty years. Yeah, yeah, he's crazy looking. But yeah, then you get the mecha suit, and again, you have it. You know, let's go have some fun. Yeah, I'm going to ask kick all that starts in June. And basically, like I said, this story, I like the the little story there. But yeah. it was it was ruined by knowing what was going to happen. And again, even thinking to yourself that you thought it might even be Jason Bard. Yeah. Which, nonsense. But uh, besides that, even thinking, oh, that's not Gordon. Still, when you see it's Gordon, then you're just like, eh, it really is upsetting that it was spoiled. I hate the Internet. Uh, that's, I'm honestly, that is not a big deal to me. It's really? Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, I'm saying that is not what the big deal with this issue is to me. Yeah, it's Gordon. We're gonna have this mecha suit Batman in June, who just looks like a freaking RoboCop reject from RoboCop Two. Yep. But when they introduce the freaking CEO of uh, of Powers International, hold on, fuck, good page with uh, Jerry Jared. Powers. Yeah. It was so cool because they've taken over freaking uh, Wayne Industries now since Batman's death. It's fucking the, the money's gone. Mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne's gone. All the money's gone. So Jerry Powers is the CEO of Powers International. This leads to Batman Beyond with the merger between yeah. Wayne and Tech and uh, Powers. I know. but It's a cool idea. I just, I just really appreciated having yeah. this here. I just, like I said, that wasn't what was going to blow my mind. But now they're taking out, like, it seems like they're taking over the police force as well. Like, it is OCP from fucking uh, oh, Robocop. Obviously, and if you want to really get into it, the um, this Mecha Bat suit is their first step towards probably building Batman Beyond. Yeah, it's the you know the tech and all starting. I just I don't know. I Which like, I, I say, uh, night, uh, Batwing is the first step to building Batman Beyond. Yeah, we said that it looked like that, but yeah, this with uh, the GCPD on it. Everybody's seen this picture with the crazy rabbit ears and everything. But yeah, I, I liked it. Uh, I liked the next story even better. Superman. But, yeah, and that was the Superman. And basically, the big kicker of this is that indeed, one uh, Lois Lane has outed Superman. And he's there, and this is um, Gene Lung Young's or Yang's uh, first issue bit, little bit of Superman. What a preview! I, I really like it. 
So now do I. You're taking the book over in June, and I'm kind of pissed off now because I really think that his writing style, I really like it. I like the uh, the interaction between him and Jimmy. Um, but again, I don't know. This this whole thing about him being exposed, and I don't know. I like the story a lot. I'm interested to see where it goes, but it, it seems a little odd to do this. What really is odd, I said to you earlier, he's there. He's hanging out. He's, he's living in a freaking slum, it looks like. He's trying to get every no, he doesn't want any attention. He's laying low. Yet he's wearing his costume under a hoodie. Yeah, well he's still Superman. He's still yeah, out but, there protecting folks. Yeah, but he's not. They said he they haven't so. they said they haven't seen him. They said they haven't seen him in all this time. He's been doing nothing. He's been freaking laying low. They haven't when he fights this guy, that's the big news is that oh Superman, I thought he was dead. Oh, you know, that sort of thing. Oh, it's Superman. He hasn't been doing crap. And he mentions also, you got the point where he mentions no, see, that... He's, he's kept out of the limelight since Daily Planet reporter Lois Lane exposed his secret identity to the world. He yeah. stayed out of the limelight. Doesn't mean he's stopped being Superman. No, people would have seen him. This yeah, one, saying, he's a fast dude, all right? No, I, I get the idea that he's just, you know... And to the point where all of a sudden people hate his guts is odd to me. Yeah, that's... Um, but you have but, these hate mongers out there yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, what a, oh there was oh the other thing that's odd is that obviously the uh, solar flare did have lasting effects because he says he's not hundred percent and in fact he doesn't really even look like he's flying it looks like they're trying to show that crazy jumping again yeah and but he's like you know I'm still not a hundred percent so however long this is he doesn't have his full powers back and I do, I think that's kind of ridiculous I don't like the solar flare business and now it's affecting everything and. Again, I said I loved it. I love this whole Divergence book, but yeah, sure, when we start talking about things, I start nitpicking. But yeah, and we mentioned it beforehand. Um, I don't know what John Romita Jr. did, but he was eating his vitamins that day or whatever, because this is probably the best looking bit of uh, pages that I've seen from him since he came over to DC. Me as well, the, except for the big bad that he fights in this, which is I, I, like it's. It's really Ramita Jr. style. Yeah, yeah, Everything else looks brand new to me. Like, I can't really see his normal style and everything else in this uh, yeah, even, preview. Even to me, like, the architecture and stuff, yeah. it's really, really good. And uh, something weird, though, and we mentioned this, the last page where it's Lois going to see Clark yeah. um, seemed weird. Lois didn't seem like a John Ramita drawn character. No. And, I guess obviously is the uh, now that I say that I'm laugh. Everybody wants to offer Clark money. <laughs> Makes me laugh. But even there, they, he hasn't been at the Daily Planet. I don't know what he's doing. He's he's just hanging out in this hotel. He's laying low. Yeah, he's laying low. All right. Um, yeah, and again, you could even tie it in. Batman's dead, so he hasn't even been able to go to him to talk. So you know, I don't know where Wonder Woman is, but she might have ditched him. Uh, and the last story in I this... I finally saw you naked, Clark. We're yeah, done. Yeah, we're done. Ooh, I thought you were Superman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last story is the Dark Side story, the Dark Side War story, Justice League, and uh, that was pretty good. It was really good. I, I really liked it. I thought the art in this little preview was, was awesome. It was so good. Jason Fox. Wow, wow, yeah, he's amazing. It's so good, but you get the... Origin story of our the birth of Darkseid's daughter, Grail. That coincided with the birth of Diana. Yeah, yeah, that's it's a cool tie-in. Yeah, and um, that baby was ugly looking. It looked like Darkseid's daughter. Oh my it. god! But yeah, they, you see this, and then the big um, 
thing that me and you concentrated on and were discussing was when um, the seer sees the future of what's going to happen because of Darkseid's daughter. And you get a bunch of people talking, and they're, she's talking about what's going to happen to everybody. Oh, hold on. I'll read this bit here where it's like yeah. she's, ta she's talking about everybody individual. Yeah. We get a picture of Green Lantern. I see a man who will make a horrific sacrifice. I see a new god born. It looks like freaking uh, Batman is set, sat in the uh, Mobius chair, and it looks like he's become Metron. Mm -hmm. As like uh, I see hope lost, and it's Lex holding Superman's cape. Superman, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> I see a king drown, and then you see freaking uh, Aquaman underwater. Yeah, I see science and magic die, and this Shazam and Cyborg to, like you know being injured. I see the man who always escapes caught. So Scott Free's there, freaking uh, uh, I can't even think of his goddamn name off the top of my head right now. <laughs> Mr. Miracle. Mr. Miracle. No, I could. I, I totally yeah. drew a blank there. And then, like, and he, and he, the, he's yelling to you. I think he's like, "Work, damn it, fuck you!" <laughs> he's trying to get work, his mother box. To, he's work. trying to get his mother box to work. Yeah. Shut up. And uh, and at the center of it all, I see an Amazon back in the world, carrying on the mission the gods gave us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and again, it's obvious that it's all going to, uh, you know, not all, but it's going to center on uh, Wonder Woman. And I told you that that's what I'd heard, that this uh, Dark Side War is going to be a big Wonder Woman story. But, uh, yeah, of all that, the, the one that does make me laugh, it, it is Lex. Poor Lex. He's there. It's like he's... Superman! Uh, uh, actually, I think that the next panel, if they showed it, he was going to sniff the cape. And, I, can't, <laughs> I can't quit you, Superman. I miss I your musk. I can't quit you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was really good. Well, like uh, you were saying, though, the big thing that we were like talking about before the podcast, we're trying to wrap our heads around. You want to get into it? Or do you want? Yeah, me? yeah. No, you can say it. All right, because um, the Oracle after she after uh, Darkseid's daughter Grail is born, she just starts having a seizure, just starts seeing all this shit that's coming, and she's laying there, seizing out, going, Diana, Bruce, Hal, Scott, Victor, Barry, Barda, Clark, Jason, Arthur, Jessica, Billy, Lex. They will hurt. And I'm reading this like, who the fuck is Jason? Yeah. Where Jason. is the Jason in this group? Yeah, like I said, there's a lot of uh, people it could be, but I don't think it's going to be any of those. I, and in fact, I actually thought of something that I, it's, it's a long shot. But if you remember at the beginning of Justice League, this Justice League 40, where some of the people still had powers from the Amazovirus, yeah. I I'm guessing it's somebody that we don't even know yet. Because why would they throw that in? That was a very odd little call-out where there's this guy. and just I know that you can say that this was to uh, say, like, hey, everybody can't be a hero. Because remember the guy had lightning powers? Oh, yeah. He's going to get the, the kidnapped daughter of one of his friends or whatever, and, and he ends up getting shot. It's a really weird scene that doesn't really fit the rest of the book, that this guy out of nowhere, like, some people's kept those amazovirus powers, and they have this guy. I'm starting to think it's a new hero that we're going to see because of that. Oh, I cool. Don't, it's just a weird that they throw that name Jason in it here. It is, but I'm saying that's to get me and you riled up <laughs> to, that we see. Like, oh, my God, who's J it's Jason Blood. Oh, my God, it's Jason Todd. Oh, it's, you know, I even, I'm looking up all these things. I'm like, well, Jay Garrick's name is Jason. Or you've got, uh, there's somebody else I saw, some really old character that oh, went yeah. by Jason, but it, I forget ogre? who it was. It was Ogre. Yeah. Yeah, Ogre. Not from uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Nerds! Not that Ogre. Actually, it is that Ogre. 
It was weird though because I got I read this issue pretty late in the day before we started the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And I then I went online to see if anybody else talked. It doesn't seem like anybody else is talking about this, Jason. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wait a minute. I did see it. Does say it says Hal, Bruce, Clark, Donald Gibb. <laughs> it is ogre. <laughs> I was right. Now, I have a feeling that it's somebody that, that we aren't even introduced to yet that's going to be one of those guys. Yeah, that's interesting to me, though. Uh, just when we were going through that, I was like, that's weird that they, they pointed that out. But, yeah, I, I gave this a 10 out of 10 uh, because it's a very important thing to throw out for free, and I'm giving a little love to DC. But I liked every bit of it. Oh, yeah, everything uh, in this well, book was again, great. I say this all the time. I liked every bit of it. I just bitched and moaned about eight things. But, yeah. no, in general, <laughs> reading this, I really enjoyed it. I was really happy that I got it when I didn't, and I reviewed it, gave it a 10 out of 10, because it really did. It got me pumped up again for um, – Let's June. get done with this convergence shit. Yeah, let's I'm get like, to June. Just, we still have a whole month of convergence. <laughs> and while I, me and you have both been pretty positive on convergence in general, uh, I do want the books back. I want to see what's going on in this. Well, I'm saying not all my books are done yet, which is like new since we started the podcast. We were trying to get them done really early so we could talk about everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this week I feel really drained from convergence. Yeah, I kind of do too. I'll admit that I do as well. Uh, though I will uh, back to the just the free comic book day. It's so great. It's a crazy way that DC. It's not crazy. It's smart that they do this and get people so fired up. But yet these people have to wait a month to go through this convergence. They're gonna <laughs> read this and like, oh man, continued in Batman Forty One. When does that come out? June, and then they forget about shit. But hopefully they don't. Hopefully this uh, bunch of people see it. I don't really like the cover per se but uh you know people, I, like it. I don't it just seems like just images uh yeah. pasted together yeah uh it doesn't really stand out to me in fact when i looked it probably to me was the worst looking cover of all the books out today and i'm including just a bunch of crap that was out in free so this, a, this isn't making covers of the week no 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 i want to throw uh, no. one in for, i want to throw one in just for like uh so you remember when you do it okay what, the one variant cover to Superman was amazing, where it's him fighting Validus. Yeah, that's not in there. Oh, it's so yeah, good. Yeah, actually, I, I was looking when we went through the Superman. It has all the, the variants. It has a lot of great variant yeah, covers. Yep. Uh, I actually like the actual cover of Superman. Oh, it's a great um, cover. It's a very John Romita-esque cover, but I like it. Um, I like the uh, Superfly <laughs> oh, cover. Now I'm looking. Yeah, all the covers. Actually, all the covers this... Uh, issue were really good but yeah uh that'll be tomorrow i'll have to go through the covers of the week and pick and choose with my dartboard which means <laughs> i pick and then say crazy things about them oh, i love it's, again i go to my generic uh book of slogans like this cover blew me away i came for the i came for the book but i stayed for the cover you're the worst uh, yeah yeah next book is uh mind bender Mindbender. It's a mindbender, the next book. Oh, I was going to say, I don't have a mindbender on my list. No, you have a mindbender already. Yeah, I and do. In fact, I read this and it gave me a headache. <laughs> the Multiversity, number two, written by Grant Morrison with art by Ivan Rice, Joe Prado, Evan Ferrero, Jaime Mendoza, Dan Brown, Jason Wright, and Blonde. Blonde. <laughs> Yeah, this this issue, before you get into it, I'm telling you, this issue to me is like watching, actually this whole multiversity, it's like watching an eight-hour movie. It Boy, it takes a lot. It t- took a lot out of me. But tell us about what it's, what well, it's in this. 
We're finally at the end of the mindfuck that was the multiverse today, and we have ourselves a giant battle between all the heroes that were called throughout the multiverse against the gentry-possessed last monitor, Nyx Wotan. We've got the cursed comic behind us, and it's just a straight-up fight until the end where Nyx is knocked back to his senses and a bunch of heroes, by a bunch of heroes and... I can't even read that anymore. <laughs> and him go back to, and then they go back to Earth Seven to confront the Empty Hand, who's a big motherfucker that can't be bothered by them. And before, and he, before sending them back to Earth Seven, he says something amazing to me. I don't know why. It just this is the biggest part of the whole book to me is that we're here because I've already conquered the second multiverse or multiverse uh, two. Yep. So there's a whole another multiverse out there that was already conquered. How many multiverses are there? That's just an amazing concept to me. Yeah. But uh, so at the end, he sends all the heroes away, and all we get is Nick Swoton begging everybody out, begging all the heroes for eight hundred dollars so he can pay his rent. Yep, that's all it is. Uh, yeah, I, I'm telling you, I liked it. Um, it was okay. It's just yeah. not the ending I was looking for. Like we've been dealing with so many, so much fucked up shit with this, and just to have the ending be like, okay. Um, they're there. We got kicked back. All right, all you heroes go back to where you came from. I got to pay my rent. It was not what I was looking for at all. Well, again, yeah, every time I remember what is it um, when – I guess it was the end of Batman Incorporated when it was going to come out and um, Grant Morrison was doing his review junket or yeah. his, uh, his press junket. And they're like, oh, what do you think? And he's like, people are going to hate it. And I think, th- I really think that at the end of all these things, he loves to piss people off. He wants you to be so angry, and he just sits there and laughs at you. And again, I liked it. I liked it because it was very pretty to look at, and it had words. <laughs> no, actually, I, I like the story, and I like, but it's so, it, it did, it drained me. I'm reading it, and again, I'm reading it, and I'm not going to pretend that I am this crazy, smart guy who knows philosophy and all this stuff that I'm sure that he has thrown in to reference and stuff like that. I'm reading it because it, it looks neat. I get to see crazy things like uh, El Inferno and uh, freaking the Zoo Crew. Uh, El, El Inferno killing some savannas. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'm telling you that that sort of thing, and I, you know, you get to see Captain Karadak crazy and lose his head. Yeah, cartoon Literally, physics. Yeah, yeah. stuff like that. I really like it. But again, uh, we had an issue on the site with a guy oh, who, yeah, H defined. He goes by on the site, and he had some comments. And again, this, this these issues of Grant Morrison. It's almost as if if you don't like it as much as somebody else that they think you're dumb. And it, it, this is what this guy did. And I'm telling you, when I, I hadn't read the issue um, at that point, and I, he, you and him are going back and back and forth, and he's saying stuff. And you're just kind of like, hey, first off, he gets mad at you because you say, like, hey, I don't really understand what's going on to this. My mind's blown. And I, yeah, you know, you're I'm just doing some talk. shit. Yeah. You're just doing normal talk. And you're like, you're, you're joking around and basically saying, like, hey, listen, this Grant Morrison's a crazy cat. And this here book we, is not for everybody. And, you can't just jump yeah, into this and, issue. You'll and be here confused. Here we go because I'm confused and I read it. And this guy takes umbrage to your 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 verbiage. I'm yeah, go on and on. He, but it's the stuff. He just again he came off as a pretentious prick because what he's saying is like, listen, if you don't like this comic, you're an idiot. You're a moron. And that, you know what? 
if that's the case, then I blame Grant Morrison because if he's trying to just confuse everyone, which I do think he is a bit. Um, actually, I don't. Actually, I'm going to take that back. I think that Grant Morrison wants to make you work for the enjoyment of his comics. He's the I, Dennis Miller of comic book yes, writers, like we're he, talking about yeah, earlier this week. When Dennis Miller was on uh, Monday Night Football talking about the uh, War of 1812, <laughs> it, it, it's not the audience. Now, again, people who love Grant Morrison love it, but I think that guys like this age define, and I might be wrong, he might be the nicest guy ever, I doubt it, uh, but he thinks that he is smart because he likes Grant Morrison. And unfortunately, just like in Grant Morrison, and maybe getting the most obvious thing in a Grant Morrison comic doesn't make you a freaking Einstein. I'm, I'm, I hate to tell him this. Uh, I don't know. I just... It, I get angry and i'm not again i like the comic i say but- whenever i get a, like like there's a there's a big thing in me where the comic came up like where he's all pissed off at my quote-unquote review and blah 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 yeah, yeah. my stomach becomes in knots because like i you know i don't want to deal with nonsense like this it's a stupid thing to do if i'm going to be on the internet pushing my shit out you're going to have some haters yeah yeah oh you yeah know? that's the thing is i don't mind haters if they want to hate you i love it <laughs> I, I laugh all night but no, I get these like st- uh, knots in my stomach. I'm worrying about it. Like yeah. I gotta write back to this guy, and the whole thing is like you don't even know who Nick Wotan really is, do you? I'm like, yeah, and yeah. then Jody wrote back something about how he's actually the reader. So no, see, you gotta understand, he's actually Odin and Grant Morrison. So I'm like, I, when I, once I read that, I'm like, oh, this guy's a fucking this. He's silly. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, he he's like calls it. Do you even realize who Nick Wotan? Uh, what do you, you know what? First off, knowing that he's Odin does not yeah, enhance the story. No, and yes, if you know that, that's fine. But oh my goodness gracious, you must be so smart. Are you up there on your pedestal with your cigar and your big bow tie. He I might can... even he might even go around, you know, on a rickshaw. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you think rich high like hoity toity people ride around on rickshaws. Listen, if you have the money to pay somebody to actually physically carry you know get that rickshaw going and physically do the labor of taking you around you got a lot of money my friend that is a rich fella but yeah he's this guy's pointing out the stuff and this only what this does is make me hate grant morrison because it brings out the worst in people this is like these grant morrison fans like this guy are what the quote-unquote comic book fans uh, the the bad stereotype of the guy who sits there and just berates everyone who doesn't like what they want or doesn't understand things. You know what this is? You know what this is, Eric? What's this that? Is, it's a freaking comic book. Oh, it's you need to calm down, book. baby boy. I've gotten over this. You need to get over this. Unfortunately, where I go and, you know, the dinner parties that I go to and the fancy dinner parties, if what? I say that I... You mean CC's? Yeah. When I, re- I say, hey... Uh, the waiter at CC's comes by and asks if I want a refill. I say, listen, I read comic books. They'll laugh at me because, they, you know, oh, you'll read the funny pages, huh? Uh, this guy, I just, I don't understand. I don't understand why people are it's in, like It's in the past, though, dude. We got over this shit. And the, thing, the best part about it, I gave the book a 7 out of 10. I liked it. That's what I, I'm saying. I just didn't give him the full, like, like, synopsis that he wanted to let him know that I understood everything that was going down in this book. I, I don't know. I just but want to point I've been, out. I've been called out for freaking explaining it too much, and now yeah. this guy's mad because I didn't explain it enough to him. Well, it's that you gave a summary. Yeah. And you don't know the you know the interweavings of Grant Morrison's mind. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. I never uh, will. I do want to point out that he was uh, replying occasionally. He was replying back until I got involved, and then I shut him up. Jesus Christ. What do you think of that? 
because I actually wrote a little funny thing about how we're just dummies and we don't get that stuff. And then I, I went and I actually went to take a shower and I'm thinking in the shower like, screw this guy. This guy's a jerk. So then I started typing angrily. And it's funny if you look at the times of these comments. I, 5.45 a.m. and then 5.56. So you know how long it takes me to do a shower. Because, yeah, I was getting ready for work. I'm like, you know what? Screw him. I started getting mad, but then he stopped. But, yeah, I, I like the issue. It's hard for us to go on and on about it on, on this podcast because, really, nothing that we're going to say is going to make sense. I'm just a little upset, though. Like I was saying how it's not the ending because a lot of stuff was left, like, not tied up. Like, uh, yeah. he unleashed Darkseid in Commandi's world. Yep. No, nothing ever came of that. And, like, mm-hmm. the Savannas and their, like, their techno rock of eternity, you know, they went into the bleed. They were pulled in by bleed monsters. Mm-hmm. But, like... What's up with all the savannas throughout the multiverse now? Are they just gone? Like, what's going on? I wanted this to be tied up. And the freaking empty hand. Are we just going to be left with this thing? Maybe DC will pick up later on at this point. This is the ending to me. And we're just shown this entity known as the empty hand who has taken over Earth-7. Yeah, yeah. I get the empty hands just like a combo creator in general, and that's what they do. And I don't know. You get a lot of, you get a lot of crazy characters here. Yeah. It's awesome seeing it was all fun, the characters. Yeah. Uh, you get a Rubik's Cube. Yeah, the Rubik's Cube like countdown. Cube. And like, uh, I'm saying, the army of flat speedsters that flash yeah, that, uh, Red awesome. Racer guy. Like I said, there's there's like individual parts that are so awesome. But yeah, he likes to tie it in and some crazy things. Like I said, he likes you to work for it. And yeah. then it's just the same as when um, in Batman Incorporated, like out of the blue, Cassandra Kane, right? She's, yeah. She comes out with her golden guns, and she, uh, it makes no sense. And then what, you're like, what's going on here? And, uh, yeah, he likes to do stuff where he does leave things open-ended and shit like that. But, yeah, and also almost that ending just almost makes it like he's like, huh, you guys read all those issues, you freaking suckers. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it was, it's very odd. But yeah, <laughs> empty is my hand, he says. Empty is the hand. And then he gets to pay the rent. And I don't know. Uh, do you think there's back rent involved in that? Because that apartment does That's not look lot. nice. Well, I'm saying, I'm guessing he lives in New York, and you know, even for shitty apartments, they cost a lot. Yeah. Do you, Do you think it's like two months of the deal? But I, I like, I actually really enjoy the part where he's there, and he is. Um, everything around the room is what is in the book. Oh yeah, it's like Wizard I, of Oz. Yeah. Waking also, up like and you were there but Mr. Stubbs and that Rubik's Cube was yeah, there. Yeah. There was another movie that was recent, uh, where they had the same thing where everything that they, they had names and stuff and that yeah. was what I can't remember what the it was. Usual suspects. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Uh I thought it was weird that when uh he was time was when, really when Nick wakes up and, and he's got a bloody nose. Yeah. Yeah. Again, you can like, what does that mean? Oh my goodness! And what is this ponytail he has with the shaved sides? Ah, uh, yes. It's funny too because the uh, landlord looks like they opened the door, and uh, in the one panel, Nix looks like um, he got caught doing something very bad. <laughs> he's like, ah, and he's like, count him eight hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you get. But that's the, the multiversity number two. I'm sure if anybody's been reading the multiversity, you'll want to pick this up to complete your series. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm happy the series never just because it was just too out there for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, again, I I like out there, but I I don't know. This this book is like almost sometimes where it seemed to be out there just for out there's sake. Exactly. And um, yeah, but I like looking at it. 
I liked all. The, I'm telling you, I, <laughs> I like the pretty. Yeah, pictures. I like the Justice Riders. I like seeing Commandi. That was an awesome panel. I like seeing the Atomic Knights. Uh, oh, yeah. The Zoo Crew is awesome. It's just as a thing. I probably would have given it a seven. Uh, probably the same thing. Just yeah. I, I thought it was okay. Uh, next up, though, we get to take a break, Eric. All right. Congratulations. That's the first half of the. We've made it down. halfway through. We've made it halfway through. It's halftime. And the halftime show this week is Ryan Clark's other side, where he is going to talk about Order of the Forge, number one. And I listened to it already. Usually I don't listen to his stuff. Usually I don't even get it before we do it, but he was pretty early this week. And, and in fact, he mentioned he was early this week in the email to me because he didn't do his podcast with his buddy. Yeah. I've never heard him mention this podcast, and I don't know why he doesn't push it. Maybe he thinks that we wouldn't like him pushing his podcast on ours but i'm telling you ryan when you listen to this push that podcast baby one of us has to have a good podcast and and i hope i want to i want to listen to the podcast i'm telling you if that podcast is anywhere near three hours i am going to get on (laughs) i'm going to do jim werner's other side and i'm going to bitch him on what was that thing he sent us before where a perfect podcast is like 23 minutes long yeah it was no it was like 23 Oh. Yeah, it was really. I mean, that's. We're still. I don't even know. We're still doing the intro then. You're doing your freaking JFK impersonation. And the other thing. 23 minute mark. Era, era. I didn't know. Era, chowder. I did not know. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Clark. He's doing Order of the Forge, and I think that involves uh, a vampire hunting of some sort, George Washington. Fair enough. No, actually, it's, it's a, a thing about a, like a mystical type of deal with George Washington. I did listen to bits of his thing, and. He was waiting for maybe uh, Lincoln to show up so he can have the Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter involved. But you'll hear this. I'm saying, uh, I'm saying what, what are you doing? Come on, get the Ryan. This is like the Divergence uh, Free Comic Book Day. I'm giving you a preview of the segment coming up now because here is Ryan Clark's other side. Baby. Hello and welcome to another edition of The Other Side, your weekly installment of non-DC Comics reviews on the All DC Comics Weird Science DC Comics podcast. I am, as always, your host, Ryan, Brightest Daycare Clark. And this week, I bring you The Order of the Forge, number one, by Victor Gishler and Tazio Batine from Dark Horse Comics. Uh, what I assumed this book to be when I saw the, the cover art and uh, read the uh, solicits for it was that it was basically... George Washington versus the Evil Dead, or maybe George Washington Zombie Hunter is more apt. Uh, that's how it was presented, so so I was in. Uh, I knew Victor Gishler as a writer, having written uh, Clown Fatal, uh, which was a, a miniseries that I had read, and some of his older stuff from Deadpool. Um, so I was um, aware of him and what kind of stuff he wrote, so I kind of assumed this book would be a body, bloody, fun story, and I was right. Uh, Tazio Batine is a relative unknown quantity in this issue to me. Uh, I haven't read their work from Zenoscope or any of the, the series that they had done for Titan Comics, so this is my first time seeing their art, uh, and long story short, I did thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, in this story, we see a bit of revisionist history from Victor Gishler. Uh, where GW, uh, that's what I call George Washington, you know, because we're pals and all, uh, is a willful 18-year-old boy 
who chops down his father's cherry tree in an act of open defiance, kind of despite his father rather than actually trying to prove any sort of point or anything at all. It's just sort of he's being mean to his dad. And as a result, he takes the hatchet he chopped that tree down with and it flies off into the forest and sticks into the face of some giant totem pole that magically imbues him with a magic mystery power or curse. It's early, so we don't really know a lot of that. Uh, George then runs away from his home and starts his life over again as a footman Downton Abbey style uh, alongside Paul Revere, of course. Why not? Then George and Paul, um, as they're working, are introduced to their employer's niece, uh, who's now his ward, who came from England to America, and uh, we get a scene where George, who still cannot tell a lie, lays it all out for her about how her uncle is really unfriendly and to avoid his private study. So we have a magic totem thing and a secret room nobody's allowed to enter. Is this the Beauty and the Beast or what? Back to the story. We'll talk about Disney movies on another time. That's, you know, we can do an hour of that on this podcast some other time and it'll fit right in. Um, a storm approaches and George and Paul realize they have to go fetch Ringo? John? No, not that George and Paul. George Washington and Paul Revere go to fetch Benjamin Franklin so he can complete his historic key kite lightning electricity experiment. Though, of course, this story is again different than what we know about in history. Benjamin is in a, a brothel. Cue collective gasp. And this book shows boobs. Another gasp. So obviously, this is a story not for kids. George and Paul get Ben out of the brothel and out onto the street, but not before we get to see the whole brothel again, and you guessed it, more naked ladies. And they're followed by some swarthy thieving types intent on robbing our historic trio. Uh, that's where the history books and this story really diverge. Um, the thieves approach our trio, the niece approaches George to tell her about some less-than-cool stuff she found out about her uncle. Um, things really start to get heated, and George pulls out that hatchet that he got out of the face of that totem and really makes short work of those bad guys. Um, and then we see that the lightning doesn't actually strike Ben's kite, but George's hatchet axe. And we close on a scene where he's sort of reliving the power curse moment from the totem over again when he chopped down the cherry tree. And that's how the first issue ends. So altogether, it was kind of an odd story and nothing at all like what I learned in school. Uh, but this was a fun read. I really enjoyed the story and not just for the nakedness. Uh, I think that books that take a different tact in approaching zombies and things like that are a good thing, because not everything can be The Walking Dead. It's done its own thing. It's time for other books to fill in all the wide variety of other places zombies can fit into popular culture. Uh, this book is, was really fun and unique, 
and I'm not sure, but I'm sure it's just a limited series as Clown Fatale was. It seems to be what Victor Gishler is doing uh, right now. Um, but it really has an unlimited potential in where it can go. Uh, maybe George will time travel and team up with Abraham Lincoln and hunt vampires? Or maybe he'll meet Nicolas Cage and steal the Declaration of Independence? Who knows? Tune in next month to find out. I will, and who knows, maybe I'll review that book again, too. Um, as always, I am Ryan Brightest Daycare Clark, here bringing you your other side segment every week on the Weird Science DC Comics podcast. You can find me on Twitter at BDC Comics. You can read my reviews of all the books that I, I read, not just the DC ones and not just the um, other side books at on Tumblr at tumblr.brightestdaycare.com. I also have pages on Facebook and Google Plus for Brightest Daycare where you can like me and follow my reviews, and I also aggregate news and other stories from all different walks of life, so you can check that out there. And until next time, I will see you on the other side. There's a difference between you and me, Willie. I fought till I was actually free, Willie. I got my face on a quarter, you got drawn in quarter. Tortured on the orders of a king, really? How's it be by two named And we're back. Yes, we are. That was the other side. Talking about George Washington. You know what this is? What? The Convergence part of the podcast. It is the Convergence part of the podcast because we had a lot of non-Convergence books this week and it kind of Crazy. kind of mixed it up a little. I liked it. So did I, actually. It kind of mixed it up for the week. But again, we talked and I think that maybe it mixed it up. It also got me wishing that there weren't as many Convergence books this week and that we had more of the ones coming. But... Whew. Here we go with the convergence, the thing that everybody loves. Convergence? Huh? I was going to say, especially the guy at the comic book shop. Guy's a jerk. Yeah, so take it away. Convergence number four, written by Jeff King, with art by Steven Segovia and a lot of other people. Holy shit. Yep. Anyway, Dick Grayson is fucking paralyzed, and I'm calling bullshit right off the bat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's okay because Telos gives him a metal shell that allows him to move about and our Earth 2 heroes face off against the forces of Skartaris. With a name like Deimos, you'd think the Earth 2ers would have had their suspicions, but it doesn't matter because we see his true colors here when he goes and takes the power from the Time Masters. After sucking them for a while, Deimos gets a money shot full of their time magic and uses it to talk to the T-Sphere Trap Brainiac God from Future Zen. And I'm guessing that Telus is going to have some splaining to do. He's going to have splaining to do. When Daddy gets home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was so angry when Telos was like, oh, your spine is shattered. I know. Fuck you, Telos. I know. You even had it in the review. You had like a, it looked like you were like <coughs> on CSI or something. It was actually like the retarded CSI because it was that. <laughs> yeah. Your Photoshop, but it's true. He got shot in the side. It doesn't even look like it fully entered. Like it was like a. a it's a flesh wound. Yeah, a flesh wound. And now he, his, his spine isn't just shot. It's shattered. Yeah. It's gone. So I was so angry, but as soon as we get past all that nonsense, he gets like one of those liquid metal shells like around him that you know he's been uh, Telos has been doing a bunch of stuff with, mm -hmm. like how they pulled him from Earth Two. Yeah, um, he's walking and talking, trying to convince Telos, "This is madness, man! You gotta stop all this fightings." 
Yeah, it, it's funny because it looks like um, he's just going to walk around with, with Dick, and Dick's just going to tell him, you're a, not a good guy, and Telos is starting to doubt himself, and it, it seemed odd to me. But you know what was weird? And I'm going to come off as a real big dummy here. Uh, but this is the first time that I got through my head that the reason they were doing this whole convergence was because he wanted to inhabit this world. I always had the idea that when this, whoever won was going to go back to their timeline and that, to, and that would survive. I never thought that it was that they were trying to, and, and he's trying to populate the world with the worthy. Yeah. I didn't, I never got that from I never any got of that. the other you books. Know, I, didn't, I also never got that this was Brainiac's plan all along. I thought once Brainiac left, like he disappeared and then Telos became, like made himself a body. He, he's he, like, yeah. I'm going to do this because we, I have all these toys here. Daddy's not yeah. home. I'm going to play with them. Yeah, I got the idea. It was they, he gained sentience, and it was one of those, like, the, the robots, they're starting to think. They're <laughs> using tools. I got that whole thing that he was, like, he, uh, Brainiac gave him a little bit too much to work with, and now he was kind of becoming his own kind, and he was going to his own plan. But like you said, but in, in my thing, I'm telling you, I really thought that these people were fighting so that their timelines would, the cities yeah. would go back and they would, you know, that timeline would survive. And it's it's not. He says it here. It's it's basically, and and to me, I think it's a bunch of nonsense because not. I just that doesn't strike me as what. Like, say you have the worst city, but yet that Superman in that city wins. But that, just because Superman wins, the whole city gets to repopulate the the planet. Telos, and I, I don't like it. I don't like that concept now, and it really threw me off of what I thought this convergence event was and what it meant. And again, maybe it came up before, but I've read all the issues, and I don't think that it did. And I really, I, I didn't like that. Uh, and like you said, though, it, it also was odd because the, the Brainiac stuff. Yeah, it kind of took me as wait a minute. I thought that he was doing this stuff against Brainiac and he had had he never, his own plan. Yeah, he disappeared. He came yeah. up with his own shit. Yeah. But this is what he's been programmed to do apparently, which I don't like, but he sped up because apparently um, Brainiac wanted to do this over a course of eons. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know how that would work. Mm. But now tell us what's doing in like two days. Yeah, it reminds me of when uh, Lex keeps doing uh, Bizarro and he doesn't cook him long enough. Yeah. He's always, it's always an emergency that he has to bring him out. He's like, God damn it, it's not done. Uh, you know what else I found out in this issue? What's that? I hate Yolanda Montez. <laughs> Actually, I've known that from the beginning. Oh, my God, I hate her. I, I think, I don't know. The more I see her, the more I don't like her. And she gets this, like, I sense this. And, oh, my God, it's, it's so over the top with her and that red. I just, well, she shouldn't even have. Well, I know. I just, I don't like it. And, and I don't know. This, this... I don't know. Once we got past all the spine shatter and shit, I didn't mind the issue very much. I mean, like. It was okay to me mm -hmm. because we got some. We got in the Scartars. We got our fucking Earth Two Wonders battling some shit out. Deimos fucking showing his true colors and sucking up all that time energy. Mm -hmm. And then that cliffhanger, man. The cliffhanger is what made this entire book. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, before that, did you think it was odd when when Dick and Telos are going around and they're talking about the different things going on? And there, he's like, it's almost, again, it, it reminds me a lot of that uh, prophecy in the Divergence for the Justice League thing. Yeah. Where he's talking about the different fights and things going on. And basically, to me, spells out that Superman is going to get his ass kicked from uh, the Metropolis kid. Did yeah. you see that? He's like, and old, 
old men fall. I'm like, <laughs> he's looking at Superman and Superboy. Uh, something tells me Superman's not winning that. Honestly, I looked at that part and I said, spoiler alert, Telos. Yeah, Come on, I'm man. Saying. Yeah, he's, that's do what I have he's to, doing. Do I, do I need to read Superboy now or I already know the outcome? Yep. He's, it's like he's like uh, Homer in The Simpsons when he comes out of The Empire Strikes Back. He's like, I can't believe Darth Vader's the Luke's father. Oh, like, oh man. But yeah, that's, I'm like, really? Are they spoiling that? Again, I don't think anybody wins. Now that I know that they're going to inhabit the world, I don't know. Half of these people are hoping that they're going to get back to their loved ones on, Honestly, their, on their normal timeline. We already know since there's an Earth 2 society that the Earth 2ers win because they don't have a city that's going to compete. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or, you know, they could mix it up a little that they just kind of find their way off before this all thing. But, yeah, they're going to be the winners. Actually, I think that basically is nobody's the winner. Uh, tell us will be defeated. And, Only the readers are the yeah, winners. Yes, and then Brainiac <laughs> will be there, and he'll get back to his nonsense. But yeah, that that ending was awesome. It was such an awesome final page. Yep, you got Brainiac returning. Yeah, he's he's gonna be pissed. I guess I I can't tell. I don't I know. Think... There, there was so many. Like I'm saying, uh, Steven Segovia is the main artist on this. Mm-hmm. I want to say he's the only artist. I can't remember off the top of my head right now. I just named a bunch of people, and I don't know if they did penciling or inks yeah, now. Yeah. But the art wasn't as good as it has been in um, this issue. It was weird. It was hit or miss for me. There was yeah. parts that you're like, oh, man, that looks really cool. Like the and final then, page was amazing. Yeah, it was. Uh, I even like, I mean, some of that where they showed a lot of the different things uh, going on. There was a pretty cool uh, Green Lantern, like... Um, that uh, dinosaur-looking construct that was pretty yeah. cool. Uh, again, like I said, some of it looked really good, but then, yeah, some of it was a little off. I'm looking here. Like, Telos looked weird the entire fucking issue. Yeah, it looks like Steven Segovia was the only penciler. The rest were all inkers, and I know yeah. some people call that out, that a lot of times when you have this many inkers, which um, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, including Steven Segovia was an inker as well. Yeah. Uh, seven inkers, it's going to make things look... A little crazy they they're gonna look a little different um i don't know uh i don't know what went on with the art because um like i said it's either really good or just not good yeah i gave it 6.8 out of 10 yeah um all that nonsense with the breaking of the back I, it just really ruined me off from the get-go on this book though yeah again this is um it's an eight-part thing right yeah and so this is well, the nine including it, the yeah. uh, it yeah, including the zero issue, it definitely felt like the middle of a of a story. There was yeah. a lot, not much going on, and then it it's setting up a couple things. But yeah, it really felt like just a midway point. That the worst part is there hasn't been much going on for the first four. Oh, I know. Oh, we'll see. Next I'm hoping it picks up. I'm telling you, I have high hopes for this event. Yeah, I yeah. want it to be badass, just so everybody can shut their goddamn mouth. Yeah. Well. uh... I don't know what you thought of this next one, but I liked it. Convergence Booster Gold Number 1. It was written by Dan Jurgens with art by Alvaro Martinez and Raul Fernandez. And Dan Jurgens gives us multiple realities and multiple boosters and a Convergence tie-in that didn't feel like a Convergence tie-in at all. When Booster meets up with Rip Hunter and Skeets, it's off to save Rip's dad, who just happens to be Booster Gold. If you're confused, it may be because this book ties in the Future's End event, the new 52 Justice League International book, and Booster's Flashpoint run. It also ends with one of the best pages I've seen in years. Convergence just got a little more blue and gold. <laughs> what do you think of that? What do you think your, of the your book? Synopsis no, what do you think of the book? It was okay, honestly. I'm trying to bring it up here. It's just it didn't really have a strong effect on me. Uh, did you read the Future Send Booster Gold when we did that yes. way back? Yeah, this ties in a lot and actually makes that 
book a little more readable. Because the problem I, is that was back in September. I didn't go back and read that no, before this. Oh, I did. And it's there's a couple things in there, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's – but again, it also goes into at the end, Booster Gold's run at the end of uh, Round Flashpoint era where right. a couple of these things. But I – think that anybody who would pick this up is going to be confused now oh, yeah. again if you're reading all the convergence events you'll be going through this and wondering why it's not like the other stories because there is no tele speech there's nope. there's no dome going down there's nothing of that it's a lot of stuff but you get some skeets action you like skeets I love Skeets. Skeets is great. I like the interaction between Booster and Skeets. Um, but you also get a lot of bullshit in this issue because even though the dome is up. Oh, I'm getting to Sweet. that. Oh, yeah. okay. Go ahead, oh, baby. Yeah. Go I ahead. Have, no, I have that in a little bit because I also like Rip Hunter. I think he's pretty cool. I like his name. Uh, Booster I'm, makes I'm fun saying, of it. Rip doesn't do anything for me in this. He's just there. Well, Rip and is there Rip, to – There's no so personality. Like, no, I think Rip's there – because you need somebody to to want to get these time travelers. That's what Rip's there. You but need I, him I, to do the exposition. Yeah, I, I like Rip. I I think he was okay. But uh, you also get. I like the concept when they get the um the older Booster Gold. The what is it? Twenty fifth century Booster Gold, I believe it was. Um, well, they're both twenty fifth century. No, I think Gold. They, I think they spell out that the uh, others twenty third. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think that they spelled that out. I I'm. Yeah, I'm in my mind. It is okay. I, I'll go I'd with have it. to look, but yeah, I know the one is the. Uh, he's older in age as well, but they're yeah. from the different times and different realities, whatever. But oh, I also uh, wanted to point out too in this because when the new Fifty Two was going on and they brought back Booster Gold, mm-hmm. they made a big deal to say that he was Canadian. Here he's back in Gotham. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. from Gotham. I mean, you know, like the original Booster Gold from Gotham. This new Fifty Two Booster was supposed to be a Canadian. And here he says he's from Gotham as well. Well, there he goes. He's, he, nobody likes to be Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a lot of Canadian listeners. It's weird. We get a lot of traffic on the site from Canada. Not yep. much on the podcast, though. I but, got the, I got the panel here, though. Uh, Michael John Carter, yes. From the Gotham 25th century, okay. just as you are, apparently. Oh, he says that. So yeah. it's just different universes. But he yeah. is older in, that, in yes. that universe. He's older. So, But the older one is Rip's dad. Yeah. And even, uh, it's funny, Booster even says to Rip, like, that means if I have a kid, I'm going to call him Rip. Not exactly, but they go. But I like that the older Booster Gold actually has this time-traveling sickness. He's traveled too much. He doesn't have a time signature left on him. And he has the sickness because he's gone through that keeps, he kind of phases in and out. Uh, I like that because it leads to the thing, but it does also lead to some nonsense. And like you were about to say, now the first thing before we get to the real craziness, I laughed at the point where Rip is telling Booster, he's like, we're in Castle Deimos. And then they're like, oh, what's going on here? I don't know. It's some guy. I think his name is Deimos. (laughs) Really? Did you read that, those two panels? Because they really (laughs) came off as ridiculous. It's like, oh, my God. But uh, also, the only other thing that I really didn't like, I didn't like the uh, throwing in the uh, keeping up with the Kardashians reference. It really rubbed me the wrong way. I I hate when they try to throw things in like that that are going to be They're just going to get old really quick and and just ridiculous. But the real nonsense, what you were alluding to, I know, is they show up at the 31st Century Dome and the Legion shows up with Superboy. 
And I mentioned this earlier in the week, and I, I read it, and I'm like, huh, I didn't really think of it. And now I, I got mad because I, I didn't think of it beforehand. But I'm like, do they have their flight rings, the Legion, because they're flying? Then I go back today and look. There's more than just flight going on. Oh, yes. They have their full powers. And you can't hide it because they are – the dome is in view. There's the dome in the background. They have come through the dome, which is another bit of nonsense. That it's like, well, you can go in, you just can't go out. Now I'm okay with that. That's how I used to play like laser guns. Or, like yeah. imagine as a kid, I have a force field. My laser gun can shoot yeah. through it, but yours can't and, penetrate. And you, know what? you know why that was bullshit too? Because it's rules made up after the fact to to deal with something. So Agreed. I, I don't like that. But they show up, and the Legion is in full power mode, and it's bullcrap. It it really is. It's it's nonsense and i again i apologize to anybody who read my review i didn't even mention it i didn't even think of it things were going but then i i asked you today there's also a part when the legion shows up where michelle uh booster's aunt says oh who are they and then answers herself <laughs> and answers herself in what appears to be a french accent and i was very confused. a french canadian yeah, accent maybe well yeah maybe they're from montreal but yeah she, um I guess Rip goes, the Legion, I was afraid of this. And she goes, the who? And then in the next panel, she goes, the Legion of Superheroes, mademoiselle. But you must surely know that or you wouldn't have sealed off Metropolis. And then they're like, we didn't. I don't know what was going on. It, again, this is, we, we read these books every week, correct? Yes. Have you seen this many editorial mistakes week after week in anything we've done? Normal runs of books, anything? No. I'm usually not even good at picking up stuff like this. I'm awful at it. I'll just go and I'll go with it. Uh, there are so many times now that panels are off. You got people saying things that they shouldn't be. You got misspellings. Uh, it really, for a major event, this is really coming off as amateurish at points and it's very upsetting to me but we go back to the issue and again then you see again you have superboy flying and he also has super strength that uh, you see the dome behind them i don't know and then you got the older booster all of a sudden again he has the sickness he phases out and he shows up flies through another dome lands and in comes your man ted cord on the ladder, it looks like, of the um, the, the bug. bug. And he's like, hey, guys. And it's awesome. I, that last page, I thought, looked awesome. I loved it. I thought it was great. I gave the issue an 8, mainly because I loved how it tied in and really explained a lot of the um, the Future's End and a bunch of that stuff. Where's Booster's been? Yeah, all that. I really, though, if you are not into that if you haven't read a lot of booster gold and think oh jim gave it an eight and you know he's probably the smartest guy in the room <laughs> I, i'm gonna go get that issue you'll probably want to slap me because if you haven't been following or, or anything or even if you read a lot of these convergence times and go hey i i know what's going on with convergence uh, i'm gonna jump in i i think that you're gonna be upset uh, because this really felt first off the story felt like it should have been in the main convergence title yeah. Uh, not a tie-in. It really didn't feel like a tie-in. It felt like more important than that. You got Deimos, especially because you have Deimos in here, and he's also in this week's, you know, he's been in the Convergence title the last couple of weeks, and you're like, huh, this is odd, and all this. I know you didn't like Rip Hunter. I did. Um, I love Skeets. 
Yeah. I love their interaction. I'm looking forward to the next issue because I want to see what uh, Ted Kord and Booster do. Um, but again, it's weird because they're not fighting it. Are they fighting the Legion because they ended up there or what? I no idea. I don't know, but I gave it an 8 out of 10. Uh, and it was okay. Your next book, though, I loved. Do you know? I'm, no, I'm just looking at the freaking the background of the uh, the Booster Gold, the back history. Yeah. Because that's a lot crazier than normal, because we even got shit in the New 52 on here. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, because the problem is, is that this tied into all that stuff. And yeah. they, they have to kind of figure it out at some point this isn't just a hey you used to like booster gold jump in yeah. this is hey if you've actually <laughs> been following i'm telling you that future's end issue was so convoluted and crazy and it led to this and that was so long ago that uh, dan exactly. and dc really you know went out on a limb like hey to me they think that booster gold fans are just going to follow anything i guess because yeah, i just missed my cue because i was trying to catch up on the future zen yeah 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 <laughs> so that's, like you said it's odd but yeah it has to it has to have that or everybody's going to be confused yeah uh but yeah uh, but the next one convergence yeah. justice society of america number one written by dan abnett with art by tom derenick trevor scott and monica cubina mm-hmm. it's a hard truth to swallow when you realize the world has passed you by but our Justice Society members are taking it in stride. Even though since their powers were taken, they've been feeling their rage more profoundly, and we realize that it sucks getting old. That all changes when the dome comes down and Dr. Fate wakes from a coma to tell his friends that he can make them young again one last time so that they can fight for their city. Only problem is, when he, when he says one last time, he means it because the spell will ultimately mean their end. Oh, yeah. I, I think Dan Abnett actually was writing this book for me because, man, I feel old, too. When when Jay Garrick's talking about going up those steps, whew, I know what he's talking about. But I know man, before we started the podcast, like, I think I'm going to have a heart attack. Yeah, yeah. I had chest pains and, oh, my goodness <laughs> gracious, I'm part of the Justice Society of America. Uh, I love this issue. So did I. And you it was know what? My favorite issue, so probably. Yeah, and you know what? Um, you don't need to know anything about these characters. All you have to know is that they're old. They're all superheroes. And you can go with and I think most people would grab this now. And it's so good. It it really is. And it's more of a to me, it's less of a um let's get a fight going and do this and more of just a character study uh, of what happens to superheroes when they get older. And you don't see that often and it's so good. It's like, this is a very low-key issue that really takes its time to let us understand how helpless our Justice Society members feel. Yeah. And it works so well because it allows us to see these Golden Age heroes as simple people. And I love the humanization of heroes. Yeah, yeah, I, I love it. And I it's funny, too, because you had told me about it. And you're like, oh. And I was kind of upset that they had that panel in the beginning that shows basically the last scene. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, because then once you had told me what happens, then I know. Uh, and I'm like, oh, man. But, yeah, it's so good. And uh, Jay Garrick's such a nice guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, I did have one problem. What? It's, I don't know if you can call this a problem, but the one scene where uh, Jay is sit- he sit- goes and visits Kent Nelson, who's been in a coma since the dome's, go- the dome's gone up. Mm-hmm. Every day, it seems like. And he's just talking to him like you would just talk to him normally, even though he's in a coma. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about getting old. And he's like, the aches, the pains. 
The Niggles. The Niggles. Yeah, you didn't know. I, I didn't know that. I, I have asked a shit ton of people this week if they've ever heard of the term the Niggles. Because it's me saying it right now. I feel awkward saying it. Yeah, it does sound a little racist, doesn't it? It sounds very fucking yeah. racist. I'm telling you, I yeah. read this in the book. I'm sitting there reading, and I say it to myself in my head, oh, the niggles. I look over my shoulder like I just did something wrong. <laughs> and he's like, we didn't notice the eggs, the pains. <laughs> You're like, what, like are you, whoa, what are you whoa, talking whoa. about, Jay? He's like, listen. Kent's in a he's he's in a coma. He doesn't he doesn't hear me. I'm gonna get all the awfulness off my chest. I actually had to look this word up. It's, it's, oh, I got the definition actually here. Hold on a second. Where the fuck did I put? Oh, um, cause slight but persistent annoyance, discomfort, or anxiety. Yeah, that is what the definition of niggle is. Yeah, I have yeah. never in my life heard that word. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, you don't want to yell that word out. No, I'm telling you, I could not just start using that word. As soon as you have nigga, someone's going to punch you in the face. Yeah, you're, you're right in the face. Yeah. Um, yeah, in, in fact, I'm looking at it. Besides the niggles, I, um, I really was waiting for him to fall and have to use his metal art praise. <laughs> I, <laughs> I fall really and did, I can't I get thought, up. I thought it was like a crazy commercial because, man, he really stressed how old he is. I, I know it's for effect to go. And the only other thing that I had a problem with, I said to you earlier, is that uh, this is probably the biggest advertisement for the Infinity Incorporated yeah. uh, book that I've ever seen because, boy, it's mentioned a lot. Hey, y'all, y'all remember my son, Hector, who's Infinity Inc.? Check yeah, this guy out. Hey, oh, man, I feel so tired. Hey, don't worry. The young bloods of the Infinity <laughs> Inc. are going to take care of it. I'm like, oh, my God, just keep going with it. Oh, my jeez. But, yeah, um, the, uh, the only other thing that I have an issue with, because I'm telling you, I love this issue. If I was reviewing it, what did you give it? Nine out of ten. Yeah, I would have given it at least a nine-five. I loved it. Um, the only other thing is when the Cordians show up. Yeah. It's so lackluster that it's the Quardians. I'm Agreed, like, yeah. I'm like the Quardians. I'm telling you, they were there so fast. I think they're just waiting for the dome to yeah, drop. Yeah, just jumped were. right and, up in there. And again, I think it's like one of those, well, let's get them over with. Let's get those Quardians there. Because obviously Dan Abnett was more interested in showing you the um, the psyche of an older superhero when this happens. And again, we've gone through all these different books and, and certain people have – dealt well with the dome certain people haven't this is just i i can't even say that they're going bad or good it's just they're dealing with aging that they haven't and this is life they're getting old sucks yeah it does i'll tell you it it really does but i love say and you're worried about dan abner because of how you're like you've had him in uh, infinite crisis you did not like his dialogue i'm telling you i think that the problem with me and dan abner and the stuff that he's done is i always seem to get these side things where I, i don't know how could he care about Infinite Crisis when nobody else did? And I'm talking about the digital uh, title that ties in with the um, video game. The video game. Nobody, nobody even knows. I actually saw the collected uh, one of the issues on the thing today at that comic book shop, and I just shook my head. I'm like, really? That thing's going to stay forever. I really don't think anybody cares about that. But yeah, um, I loved all Dan Abnett's He-Man so far, and this is like you know, this is another thing to chalk up the stuff I love by yeah, Dan Abnett. I'm telling you, he's done. Uh, what did he do last week? One of your books you did last week was Dan Abnett, and it was. I'm pretty, sure it was, but I, I thought it was recall. a pretty good one. Um, but yeah, this was really good. And like you said, when the dome comes down, um, what's his name? Kent's out, and yep. he he gives them one last chance. And uh, what I love too is that even though it looks like Alan Scott hasn't been around, you know, he's he's too busy with his uh, 
telecommunications. Yeah, his radio program. So it seems like he's kind of not been with them a lot lately. It really, like when they show up because the hospital calls him. He's not slumming. And tells Kent to open his eyes. And they all go there, and it's like, it doesn't seem like uh, like Alan has kept that much in touch with them. Like I said, they're like, oh, and Alan has his, you know, they listen to his crap that he's spewing out of the, the radio. <laughs> um, but when they get there, they get a chance, and boy, everyone takes it. There was no, you know, there isn't like all of a sudden you see them and they're, where's Green Lantern? I'm saying they get one last chance to yeah. shine bright, yeah. and they're going to take it. And yeah, so they're going to burn out, but it's going to be a great last yeah, shot. Yeah, they're going to do it. I, I loved it. Yeah, I, I can't wait for next issue. I want to see it, and I'm sure that it's going to be very sad at the end. Agreed. Because I'm telling you, the way Dan Emmett wrote it, I'm I'm invested in these characters. I think they're really nice guys, and now we're going to see them get one last chance to show that Infinity Incorporated brass <laughs> who's who. <laughs> All right, now my next book is Convergence Action Comics, number one, written by Justin Gray and art by Claude Saint-Aubin and Laverne Kinzierski. Kinzierski. Yes. You like Laverne, right? Surely. Yeah, yeah. This is the, this Laverne's a guy, by the way. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, this Action Comics wasn't my I would one. just I, go by Burn, then. Yeah, well, it probably is a, a version of that. Earth to Metropolis is an okay place to live. Superman and Lois are happily married, and everyone seems happy. Except right. Power Girl. I've heard of first world problems, but while people try to remain positive, PG is upset because she's gaining weight and is getting (laughs) bags under her eyes. (laughs) Meanwhile, in Moscow, Red Sun Superman keeps warning Lex that he has to stop fucking with Stalin, but Lex keeps being Lex. Back in Metropolis, a really awful dinner party is interrupted by the dome going down. It looks like Red Sun Wonder Woman is going to be fighting a rejuvenated power girl. Yikes. I did not really enjoy this issue at all. I liked it. Yeah, I, I didn't. Uh, first off, I love the beginning. I like the fact that Superman and Lois, they're happy. Everybody seems happy in Metropolis. I love the art in that first bit, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. I like the art through the thing. What I don't like is um, this is called Action Comics. There's far from action. <laughs> uh, the other part is is that I really was hoping that this was going to show kind of a, um, a back and forth of uh, the Red Sun Superman and the Earth 2 Superman, and kind of get back and forth with, like, okay, this is how this Red Sun Superman goes, and you'd see a little bit of, uh, you know, similarities thing, but this really isn't a Superman story at all. It's more of a Power Girl story, and I think this is the worst Power Girl, or any character. This is my least favorite character written this whole week. Really? Uh, Yeah. Oh, it's awful. Uh, She is so upset about her weight and her freaking... um, I, I'm I'm tired now. Boo-hoo. She's not used to being human, dude. It's but a big again, fucking that, change. That, that, but uh, who else has complained like this? What she's is not she, complaining what to other is, people. She's complaining to herself. No, she was complaining to her boyfriend, too. Yeah, she, she's gaining a little bit of yeah, weight. She was talking about that. She's like, I want curves. And then she's like, oh, my God, it's so bad. Not that, oh, my God, that people under the dome are suffering and people are dying and I can't help them as Power Girl now. No, she's upset because she has bags under her eyes. And she gets tired. I, I hated it. I didn't like it at all. Also, wow. uh, we go to uh, Moscow, and again, I I get that 
this is what Lex what Lex does in Moscow and in the Red Sun universe. He does everywhere. It's nothing new. He's trying to kind of get things his way. I didn't like it. I didn't really want a Lex story here. I didn't care about him. I thought he was awful. All the uh, Red Sun stuff was boring as hell. Yeah, to me. I'm telling you that whole and again, you're going to end up fighting Wonder Woman. It looks like Power Girl versus Wonder Woman. What did you learn about Wonder Woman in this issue? Not a damn not, thing, except not, for that Lex fixed her jet to make it yeah, so you couldn't see the pilot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and actually, yeah, I don't know. I didn't even get that. I actually thought that he was fucking around and he wasn't supposed to do that and made his own invisible jet. That's what I got. I don't know, because he Superman shows up and is all pissed off. and I, I just I didn't like any of this. I, I thought that, again, I liked the beginning. I liked the idea when you start off, Superman seems to be... Like, uh, hey, I'm, I let go of my identity, secret identity, because I don't feel like Superman anymore. Uh, I haven't been able to help. I should be able to help, and I haven't. I like where that was going. And then that ends. Then the next thing you know, at the end, they're having a dinner party. Now Lois freaks out. Lois is pissed because they keep talking about the dome. Yeah. Uh, it, it just – just, Hey, man, the wine got her the wrong way this that I, night. No, it, that whole <laughs> wine thing was, like, pushed so much, too. I yeah. did like seeing Stalin. Yeah, I, I that's think weird. Cool. Uh, I didn't like uh, Lex, and again, I'm not real familiar with Red Sun, but if that's what Lex looked like in it, man, he's the ugliest man in the DCU. Uh, well, I'm he telling you, remember awful. that one panel you showed me that you hated the way Lex looked? Yeah, that, yeah. That I, it's my favorite line in the whole uh, book, though, because like Superman, Red Sun, Superman, Scott said, you know, I respect your intellect. You just can't be talking to style like that. And then he's like. And it's lucky for everyone that I have a lunch date with my beautiful wife, Lois. And then there's that panel where it's really close up where he's got his yeah. head down like yeah. all evil. He's like, enjoy your day. I didn't expect there's a missing panel. There's like, yeah. And then I also expect the next panel of Superman putting his fist right through Lex's <laughs> face. Uh, the other, now I'm looking at too, is Power Girl comes back. In the, the next scene is Power Girl. She comes yeah. back, looks like she was at the gym. Yeah. She, she comes back and she's like, Hey, that smells amazing in here. Oh, it's my grandmom's secret marinara must be. Oh, you're going to make me fat, Andrew. I've gained 15 pounds. She's all happy. Then all of a sudden she goes and it's like almost like like the 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 split personality where she goes in the bathroom and everything turns dark. She's like, I don't like the way I look. Hey, she, puts, she, she puts on a mask for her boyfriend. She's a self-lover oh though in private. God. Yeah, again, here's what she hates. She's all upset. She... Doesn't like she doesn't have a glow on her skin. Yeah, she has bags under her eyes. Yeah, she has to go to the dentist. Yeah, man, these are problems. Yeah, these aren't problems in the, the scheme of things. Under it's stupid. And uh, though I do love the uh, bunch of panels that show her history. Yeah, she's thinking about how it happened. Then there's the other thing. There's a little art faux pas because at points. She is fine. Then all of a sudden, she looks like she has scratches all over, including her face. Her face did not have scratches before she went in that bathroom. She's talking to her boyfriend, and her face, even when she's like, I have bags under my eyes, I do not see any cuts on that face. I think think she's a cutter. (laughs) She She is so upset with herself that she is cutting. And you know what? It's because she wants to feel alive, Eric. She she was never able to cut before, and now she is a awful cutter. Because yeah, she's in this thing, and she looks up at that skyline where um, 
she fell through. And I get the idea. If she fell through the glass and she yeah, when the dome went up, yeah, she would be cut all around. First off, these look very fresh. These don't look like scars to me. They look like fresh cuts. They look like scars to me. Well, well, how about on the face though? She has them all over her face. Yeah, I'm saying that is a little weird that we didn't see it earlier. But after she, like you know, she's totally see the origin, not the origin, but where she first gets these cuts when she falls through the skylight. Um, now they're apparent. They're all over her face as well. And this is what I would be focusing on. With she's so upset now that she is not only like she's terribly scarred now that she's under the stone. I, not worrying about the weight in her teeth and shit like that. No. The fact that she has scars all over her body, and now she like she was the most beautiful woman around, and now she's a hideous yeah. fucking chud. Uh, even in the scene where you see them, she's looking up, they're on her face. Then the next scene, you see her back and arms full of them. Yeah. Just, face has no marks anymore. And I think that that's in her head. I think she's gone nuts. <laughs> I really think she <laughs> she's has. She's gone a, from being a cutter, she, now she's just she, plain old nuts. She's a crazy cutter that she looks, she thinks she has scars, then she doesn't. And the next thing you know, she's Green Goblin. I don't Holy know. Shit. I don't know how this happens, <laughs> but it happens. Then you go back, again, you even said it, this whole Moscow. Bunch of nonsense. It was boring as hell. Bunch of nonsense, and then yeah, you have that. And, uh, yeah. What'd you I give see, this book? I gave it a five. All right. And I did like the art at the beginning. I liked the the beginning, but yeah, to me it was pretty much down the middle. Uh, but it ended in a way that I really don't care about next week or next month. I don't. I really don't. I'll be reading and reviewing it. But you know, Power Girl and uh, Wonder Woman going. You know, thinking I think that cool. sounds kind of cool, but this, like, yeah, the lead up for this story here was not very interesting. And the, the, what upsets me, I like Justin Gray. Yeah. I really do, and I've said that twice now, and I haven't liked either of his books so far. I but just yeah. want to know how all this stuff with Power Girl worrying about her weight is going to deal with a fight next month. Um, maybe she's going to have to cut herself some more. She's oh, Jesus into, Christ! She's turned into Zaz. <laughs> I don't know. It's not going to do anything. It's one of those things where it's Justin trying to show how she's a normal person now and she has normal problems, but it's not. It comes off to me as very superficial and uh, just nonsense. Uh, we have our last book now. Yes, we do. Convergence Plastic Man and the Freedom Fighters, number one, written by Simon Oliver, with art by John McCrea and John Calise. Mm-hmm. We jump into Earth-X, where the Nazis control the world, and its only defense is the Freedom Fighters. Except that Plastic Man decides that they need to do more and humiliates the leader of New York City, enough to call the Nazis' big guns in, Silver Ghost. And right when the assassin makes his way into New York, the dome goes up and shit gets real. Since the Freedom Fighters are powerless and the people are terrified, they give up on their beliefs and morals for the safety and security that the Nazis offer. And even Woozy Winks betrays Plast and his crew... Of hate to his, <laughs> I fucked this up. Crew to uh, his crew to the hate mongers, but before they can be hung, the dome vanishes, and now it looks like we'll have a bigger problem with the Nazis on it. Well, bigger Jesus problem than I know. Me. I'm fucking this up, man. I can't see with these glasses. Biggest problem on our hands because the future Zen Borg monsters show up. <laughs> he needs his glasses. It's not only that, my glasses have become more super glue than glasses at this point. Yeah, they are super glue. <laughs> are they just, they're probably, they're like perched more to the left right now. Actually, it's the right, right? I don't even know. Yeah, they, those things have a mind of their own. Uh, what did you think of this issue? I was really looking forward to this, and I came out, it, I ended it very disappointed. Uh, it's funny because when the, these titles came out and they were announced, both of us, when we read it, we actually laughed 
and thought that this seemed like a lot of fun. Yeah, As I'm some- saying it's weird because the, the the most fun of I mean like the most interesting part was just kind of glanced over, and I know we're not going to be able to explore more. It's where the dome goes up. And people are scared, and they actually like you know go to the Nazis to, for the safety and protection that they're offering. They give up on their beliefs and morals. I wanted to explore this for the entire issue and next issue. Yeah. But now it's glanced over because we have to deal with the fucking convergence and the fight. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Nazis. Yeah, they take advantage of the dome uh, to make that. Like they were already there, but they used the dome as a way to like just solidify their power and yeah yeah and it's i really like that idea too and um i also like the idea that this is one of those where pretty much uh plastic man screwed everyone because, everyone because of his moves that's what caused the trouble yeah and um yeah i i i liked it enough i didn't think it was I'm Fun. saying the bumbling hair commandant was pushed out of the side. Silver Ghost took over as the like commander in chief of fucking yeah. New York City, yeah. and he made shit fucking work. Yeah. like you know, if the Air, way the Nazis wanted. If Air commandant was there, he'd still be bare chested uh, <laughs> with, with hookers. Those, with those hookers, and you know, he probably just would have went with the you know go with the flow, and and there wouldn't have been problems. But no, he had to cause <laughs> trouble to get there. And then not only that, but even before the dome. He was having some problems. Yeah. Uh, then the the dome happened, and then he turned into what looked to be like a flying Elvis to me. He looked <laughs> a lot like either Elvis or Evil Knievel. Yeah. Or, or maybe both. But, yeah, I, it's weird because, to me, Plastic Man should be nothing but fun. And yeah. Again, you have the Nazis thrown in, so everybody loves Nazis. But they're, they're a perfect villain. But again, like you said, they twist it around and make it like, okay, the people went with this because they were scared. You see in all these others where a lot of other problems happen during when the dome would go, uh, people would get religious and they would do this or that and the other thing. And I think that that was a really cool concept. But like you said, it never really was explored. Uh, I will say one Except thing. Except for Woozy, to, like, you know, turning over freaking plastic to the Nazis. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll say one thing is, boy, if anybody wants to complain, you know, Power Girl complained in her issue, whew, Uncle Sam looks awful. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, where is his complaints? Is he complaining? The guy is... He doesn't have enough power, oh like, uh, strength God. to talk. He looks awful. He looks like a guy who, I told you this, I don't know if you remembered that, I mentioned there was a guy when I used to go to the gym... And he would be one of the – he was an older fella, probably about, you know, I would say near his 70s. But he was one of those old guys. For some reason, old guys like to walk around nude in the gym. Oh, yeah. And he was one of those guys. So you go in the locker room. In the locker room. In the locker room. It's not in the the gym. You'd go in the locker room. And, yeah, not in the gym. He'd go in the locker room, and this guy would always be walking around. He was so old. But he had this white, long hair. And I don't remember. There was a – I wish I could remember the Metallica video where there was also this old guy with long hair. And he did this crazy dance, and it reminded me of that. But it, this, once I saw this guy, I'm like, oh, my God, I, I actually went to the gym with Uncle Sam. <laughs> but, yeah, and, and, but I'm telling you, I read this right after I reread my um, action comics, and I'm thinking, man, Power Girl, you are one jerk that you're worried about. But I, I, I like this issue enough. What did you give it? Five out of ten. Five out of ten. Yeah, I probably would have been about that because I, I think that this was another one that I would say was a bit of a missed opportunity. And it ended with one of the worst renditions of anything I saw ever come out of Future Zen. The fuck Zen. is up with that Future Zen monster? It's, first off, it's like 90 feet tall. It's Batman. It's and so 
It's so cartoony. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. It's I'm saying though, that's another thing is that I didn't like this. Like I'm saying, I I'm saying I didn't really care for the book. But one of the reasons that led to it is this is Plastic Man and the Freedom Fighters. There was not enough Freedom Fighters. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. I know. Because- it is a Plastic Man story told by Plastic Man. And I just wanted to see the Freedom Fighters kick some fucking Nazi ass. Yeah, and again, their whole concept of the story that uh, Simon Oliver was that the uh, the Freedom Fighters are all in jail. Yeah. And so you don't really get much. But I'll tell you, I was not a huge fan of this art. I did like it. Oh, I didn't it was, like it. Now, I liked that it looked a little bit old school. Yeah. Um, but I love that panel when you actually see the Freedom Fighters as silhouettes. Oh, yeah, that's my but favorite panel in the whole book. That's freaking awesome. But yeah, I, I didn't like it. If Again, this is the last book we're talking about. If you want to go and look at a book that has awesome retro feeling art, which I think this was trying to go for, that Crime Syndicate to me oh, was great. awesome. And we're not going to talk about it tonight, unfortunately. I got it done late. Um, but yeah, that that book is like a retro book that they did right. And this one just seemed, again, I said it seemed like a missed opportunity. It's it just what I thought was the interesting parts they didn't go with. Yeah, and it ended up just being this story, like you said, Plastic Man kind of telling a story, and and then at the end he's going to fight uh, Futures and Batman. And to me, uh, fighting these Futures and things is not interesting to me at all. It no. really isn't. Uh, like the Cordians, that there's some of these where you're setting your book up to be this huge battle between two worlds, and if you don't think one of the worlds is that interesting, then it kind of kills you. Yeah, yeah. Freaking ridiculous, but that's it. We did it. We did it, Eric. Yeah, and that brings us to the end of the show. Yeah, I I think that we cut down the time. We're trying, right? We don't. Yes, get, we are. We don't want to get Ryan upset. <laughs> I do not want to upset Ryan because we're going to get it down to twenty three minutes. I promise him. <laughs> uh, and I don't know. It's actually before one o'clock in the morning. So, the, uh, well done, mission All accomplished. Right. I am off to Wendy's. Oh, you to fat get fuck. a baconator. I really would like to get a baconator right now, but I think. Remember I'm... those chest pains you had at the beginning of the show? That's what I'm missing. I'm thinking uh, back to those chest pains. Actually, I'm going to get it for the Freedom Fighters and Uncle Sam. <laughs> Uncle Sam would want me to have a baconator, right? Oh, yeah, it's your American right. That is true. But yeah, that's it. I really don't have any more to say. I don't want to bore people with my craziness. I'll just let you know that we would really love you to go to our site where we review almost every book each week try to at least uh that is at weird science dc comics blog.blogspot.com if you want to send an email so that you can hear us wax poetic uh with your mail email us at weird science dc comics at gmail.com uh you could also look us up weird science dc comics and your intranet search engines like ghosts and web crawlers stuff like that uh but also if you do listen to us and you like us uh, go to iTunes and give us a good review. Or anywhere some, you might get this podcast yeah, from. Yeah, give us a star rating of whatnot. Uh, again, if you don't like us, do it as well. But if you've lasted this long, I hope that it's because you like <laughs> us. Uh, we don't do this for any reason except that we like to gab and talk with each other, and hopefully you guys enjoy it. So we're not advertising or anything, so you could give us a little, you know, what am I saying, a handout by going hand and job, us a I review. Got you. A hand job? Uh, I'm not allowed to get those. <laughs> but uh, I guess if you want to do that, you could give that a five star review also. But yeah, if, if you are so inclined, go. I know me and Eric talked about we don't like giving reviews to people, right? 
No, not at all. Yeah, so we're asking you to do something we normally wouldn't do. So we Ever. understand. We understand. But if you do, go and do it. We'll be happy. Uh, and that's that. Now, Eric, what do you usually say at the end of the podcast? Everybody have a great week, and we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Goodbye.